Hello everybody! How's it going? Richard Hart here, wearing my bonnet, which turns into a helmet. There we go. Samurai Richard. Should have had my sword in here. I don't actually have a sword. But I have a nice Icelandic Damascus and whalebone knife that somebody gave me while I was touring Europe. So what do we got going on? Um, today I decided to go full bore on Twitter, start blasting people, <clears throat> let them know what's up. Also wearing this uh, <clears throat> $600,000 watch here. This is a Richard Mill McLaren. There you go. Little hidden feature of this uh, chronograph here. Oh, let me see if it's, let me make sure it focuses on it. This this chronograph that you see here, it's also got a uh, annual calendar built into it with day, or not day, but date and uh, month. Most people don't know that. This is an RM1103. You can look in the back of it too, but yeah, very light. This is a carbon fiber. Maybe carbon fiber is not the right word, but some type of carbon. I think it's called TPT carbon. It's like a special kind. It's got a little McLaren logo. Anyway, this is probably my least favorite watch. Well, probably my least favorite watch. Also my most expensive watch. Don't be silly like me. <clears throat> All right, go back on there, buddy. Yep. Anyway, <clears throat> so I'm watching Bitcoin just basically keep dying. I called the month, I called the top 10 months ago, 10 months ago, 10, 10 months ago, I called the top. It's been in profit every single day, except for one, which is the Judas candle. It peaked up 6%. It went from 65 to 69, 6%. Everybody got long and then boom, went down 42%, sitting down about 40% now. Matter of fact, let's go do the math on it. BTC USD, here we come. <clears throat> so from 69K to where we are now is a dip of 38.8%. <clears throat> and from 65K to where we are now is a dip of 35%. So had you bought Hex 10 months ago when I called the Bitcoin top on the day while everyone else was lying to your face telling you it was going to 100,000, I got it right, they got it wrong, Time, as usual, proves me right, proves everyone else wrong. You would have gone up 32x. Then after a dip, you'd be now up 12 or 13x. So you could have been up 12x your money. Instead, you're down 40% your money because you're sitting in Bitcoin. I don't know how more obvious I could be about this, guys. It, like, a lot of coins better than Bitcoin. Ethereum's better than Bitcoin. X is better than Bitcoin. Pulse Chain's going to be better than Bitcoin. Pulse X will be better than Bitcoin. It's hard not to be better than Bitcoin, to tell you the truth. Because I think your year-over-year -year returns are negative. Let's go measure those out real quick. Uh, measure back 365 days. Uh, ooh, let's see. I think you might be up a little bit. You might be up like 10%. Uh, <clears throat> but that's going to go away shortly. Like as soon as this time has moved to... It's so like basically everyone will have lost money that bought Bitcoin for the last 345 days. Well, that's the fact. So like anybody that bought Bitcoin, well, pretty close. There's a little another dip that was lower where you could have bought there. But the majority of people that bought within the last 345 days, Bitcoin have lost money because two thirds of that time, the price is higher than it is now, maybe 75% of the time. So there's a three quarter chance that if you bought Bitcoin in the last 345 days, you lost money, assuming a standard distribution across the days, which I don't feel like looking at the volume bars and all that. Close enough. 
So what else do we got going on? Yeah, I can't get it more right. 100% uptime, perfect flawless operation. Here's all the things I was stunting on the Bitcoin guys today. Hey guys, did you free claim your Bitcoin? Because you could have claimed for free hex. You could have got 15,840 hex for every Bitcoin that you had. And then you were forced to stake them for a year. So you would have been forced to experience the big payday, which gave you an extra 30%, no matter what, like regardless, even more actually. And then uh, it was 30% if you staked for a day, but since you were minimum staked for a year, if you're a free claimer, you got even more. And so you've got 15,840 plus your interest, plus your 30% big payday. So you're looking at like, you know, 20,000 hex per Bitcoin. It's a lot, it's a lot. So, I mean, let's go look at hex price right now. Hex USD. So hex right now is sitting at 21 cents. So let's take 15,840. Let's say it was 40% or 45% because you got basic interest plus your big payday. So you're at 23,000 times uh, 0.21. You're at five grand free money on every Bitcoin. 48.23 to be exact. And the price now is 42.28. So let's do the division. 42.228. It's a 12% increase on your Bitcoin right there. And this is at this price after a 66% dip. So if we were back now at, uh, I think this will work times 0.56 over 0.21, you would have got 30% on your Bitcoin. Assuming that little math trick I just did works to, to calculate what the price would have been at the top. So <clears throat> had you free claimed your Bitcoin on day one, self-referred yourself, and then sold three months ago, you would have increased your Bitcoin stack 30% for free. And Bitcoin went up. So if you didn't free claim your Bitcoin, when I broke my balls to give you free hex exclusively, only you, free hex, and you didn't free claim it, you're an idiot. You should feel terrible. I yelled and I screamed and I did everything I could to give you the free money. And now these people that I've given millions and millions of dollars of free money to, they talk trash on Twitter. So I got to slap them around. Sorry, guys. You lost. We won. I gave away free money. I raised $27 million for charity. You guys ain't doing none of that. Crazy, crazy to me. And I love to, I just love to slam these Bitcoin boys around because <clears throat> they act like they're hot stuff, right? Chart sucks. Most people are losing money that bought it over the last year. Price performance sucks. Roadmap sucks. Uh, what do you got? You got NFTs on there? No. You got on-chain exchange? No. You got stable coins? No. You got time deposit? Hex? No. What do you got? You got software that's got two functions mine inflation and destroy the environment or send inflation that's been mined. It's only two functions you got. It's trash, you know? And then I hear stupid things like, oh, Bitcoin incentivizes, even though Bitcoin destroys the environment with 25% of its use, optimistically, it's probably much more than 25%. But let's say optimistically, Bitcoin uses 75% renewable energy. 25% of that blows up the environment. Well, first of all, the amount of, the amount of environmental destruction is directly proportional or nearly directly proportional to the value that's being protected on the network. So right now, as of today, Bitcoin's worth $800 billion market cap. <clears throat> and the higher that market cap goes, the more energy will be used to quote, mine that resource. So the higher the Bitcoin price goes, the more environmental destruction you get. So if the price goes up 4X, you're gonna have four times roughly the destruction that you'll have now. Now it's, and increases in mining efficiency don't help that because people just, increase the amount that they hash with the extra efficiency because the economic law is that the amount of resources 
exp expended to mine a resource will trend towards the value of the resource. So if you can mine a dollar for 50 cents, you do it, you're up 50 cents. If you can mine a dollar for 99 cents, you do it because you're up a cent. And so if you get more efficient machines, everyone just piles on the extra mining hash rate and it all cancels out and you have the same amount of destruction because your, your destruction is based on dollars, not on, on hash. Furthermore, people that say that like <clears throat> price is based on hash rate, you're like, okay, well then why does the price dip 85% every few years? Hash rate just keeps going up, right? So hash rate is a lagging indicator like Google Trends. It's not a leading indicator. It happens after the fact. So it's, it's good. Hash rate goes up. Oh, great. I guess the price went up. Oh, Google searches went up. Oh, I guess the price went up, right? It's not a useful indicator. Haven't had a chance to look at chat yet. So what are other things I've seen? I see people talking about volume. Volume's how you measure how much users are losing. Users don't make money on volume. Exchanges and market makers make money on volume. And then even they can't even get that right. Like Hex's volume has gone nothing but up. So, you know, not only has volume gone up on Uniswap V2, but now there's a whole bunch of liquidity on Uniswap V3 that's not even shown on that single chart. And to the best of my knowledge, there's no combined Uniswap V2, V3 chart that combines the volume. It'd be nice if we had one. Um, I'm just correcting people all day on Twitter. Here's another guy on Twitter. Hey, why don't I see $100 million USDC stablecoin? I said the PulseX sacrifice and the Pulse Chain sacrifice have a total of $600 million of stablecoin sitting in there, not including 15 million from Bitcoin, 40 million from BSC, 3 million or two and a half or 3 million from XRP. There's 2 million Cardano ADA sitting in the Cardano sacrifice wallet. That's, uh, I don't know, 3 million bucks. This stuff adds up. It's over a billion dollars now. And there's 600 million of stable sitting there. And people go, oh, I can't see it. Look, when you go to Etherscan and you type the address and it shows there's hundreds of ERC-20s, you have to click the little wallet symbol next to the balance. It'll show a balance and it'll show a greater than 100. If you click it, it's going to show you a bunch of coins, but it's not going to rank those coins by their highest order. You got to click the little wallet icon next to it. Then it's going to show you the actual wallet balances ranked by order. And you're going to see, whoa, 150 million of USDC on the Pulse Chain one you know, 220 million of die on the uh, Pulse X one, right? So like, you gotta actually click the wallet icon. What's some other stuff? I like people that quote like distance down from the top. Like some guy on Twitter's talking trash. He's like, hey, Bitcoin's down uh, 30% or no, Bitcoin's down 38%, but Hex is down 60%. And you're like, hey man, do you know, <laughs> how many times has Hex been down 60%? Seven, eight, nine times. Volatility is the price you pay for the world's best performing asset. So the reason that we went up a million percent is because there's high volatility. It's just mostly to the upside. And so if you just cherry pick your timings, you can always find a dip, but you have to zoom in a lot. Because if you zoom out, it's all the best looking chart that the world has ever seen. It's all mad gains. It's up a million percent in 623 days. Bitcoin, I called the top on the day. You bought Bitcoin, you're down 35% right now. If you, if you bought it at 69K, you're down 38% right now. If you'd bought Hex, you're up 1300% right now. And if you'd sold the top a couple months ago, local top, you'd, you would have been up 33%, uh, 3300%. Uh, the math don't lie. The math is very obvious. I like anytime someone tries to make a chart argument against the best chart that anyone's ever seen in history. You're not gonna win those arguments, guys. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Some guy, some guy tried to charity pick the numbers and I'm like, hey man, you know what? Why don't you just pull up the BTC versus hex price chart? There was a JPEG somebody made of a bodybuilder showing off his body. 
and it showed hex below one Satoshi, 25, 50, 100, 250, 500,000. Hex did 1,000 Satoshi. It did it. So, you know, if you do pull up the chart, BTC, hex BTC on TradingView, it's going to show you the hit BTC chart. It went from under Satoshi to over 1,000 Satoshis. It's no brainer. Like, <laughs> you could just go back in the history and smack talk anyone that's ever talked trash on any of my threads from the past because we were just right over and over and over again. So this basically all day today, I'm just smacking haters around. Another hater comes on. He says, oh, Richard Hart's trying to cover up that the development's not good on a pulse chain. I'm like, yeah. So here's what I've learned. When these haters come at you, never directly respond to the hater. Never do it. You'll never, ever win. You never, ever win. It never works out well. I always end up having to delete whatever I respond to these guys because they just clout chase you. So instead, the thing that you do is you answer their question in your own thread, not as a response to them. They still get their answer. They still feel stupid, but you don't give them any clout. Clout chasing diode, my invention. So some guy says, oh, you know, pulse development's not going good. Pulse development's going, going great. How many people are using the test net every day? No problems, works great. Uniswap front end works. Bridges work. Uh, go to hex.com works. We're running out of things to check off. Like PulseX DAO and uh, release the, the bridges to public, which could be tomorrow or the day after, and uh, the balances. And that's it. That's, that's it. There's nothing left. It's done. So, like, the vast majority of everything that needs to be done is done now. Like, <laughs> how much better could it be? Like, it's really, really, really good now. So, <clears throat> crazy to me. Absolutely crazy to me. People on Twitter are so stupid. They just don't understand how wrong they are. It's wild. So, what have we covered here? Uh, world's largest airdrop, pulsechain.com. For people that have missed uh, sacrificing to support freedom of speech, which would have given you free pulse coins for pulse chain, you, uh, you can still sacrifice for freedom of movement and assembly for pulse X. And, you know, you, you'll get free Pulse X for doing that. And then you'll be able to swap your Pulse X for Pulse when mainnet launches. And there'll be a day or two before the bridges launch. And then maybe you'll get a better deal because there's not all that extra economic energy coming in from another chain. Market sets a rate. So we'll see how it goes. But sacrificing for Pulse X could be a way to on-ramp you to Pulse. That's my point. A lot of people message me and they're like, hey, you know, I missed the pulse sacrifice. And then I, I mentioned this method to them. Uh, all right. Somebody asked me about their air conditioner. I was just reading the chat before I went live. Somebody says their condenser fans not spinning on the outside. You probably have a bad capacitor. Capacitors just die rather common. You know, a lizard will crawl across a capacitor, short it out. Uh, that's the most common failure you'll get for, for fans. But you also might, you might just have a failed fan. And then you're going to have a nightmare getting the... Uh, the fan blade off of the, uh, the shaft. That can be a hard one, depending on how old the machine is. <clears throat> Just reading chat here. Am I verified on Twitter? No, but I'm verified on YouTube. So it's progress. Asked to be verified, got verified. So now I've got a little check next to me and, uh, in my YouTube name. And then, uh, I've submitted for Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, yesterday, the day before, and hopefully they approve this request. Richard Hart for president. Thanks, man. When is PulseX dropping? When Pulse Chain mainnet launches? Hopefully a month and a half, two months. How do I participate? Go to PulseX.com. Loving the streams. Yeah. How much more? I mean, who called the top on the day? 
launched a coin that went up in price 10,000 fold, gave it away for free to Bitcoin guys, increasing their stacks 30%. Who has done this? Me. Who raised $27 million for charity for medical research? Me. Hi, I'm the best person in crypto, Richard Hart. How are you? RichardHart.com. Click like, click subscribe. I can't do any better. Free books, free chat rooms, free everything. No ads on the channel. How come I don't enable super chat? I don't want your money. Keep it. YouTube don't need your money neither. I'm reading your chat right now. What's the difference? Turn the bonnet around, please. Cry babies. All right. The LV bonnet. This is a Burberry bonnet, bro. Let me just switch it to an LV hat. I'll switch it for you. Mix it up a little bit. There you go. Ah. Everybody's got their thing. Let's have a little water. Mmm, delicious. When is Pulse X release date? I think I covered that one. Richard, you look a, like a pilot in that hat now, really? Which hat? The one I'm wearing or the one I was wearing? How do you never make hex price predictions? I don't think it's responsible for me to do that. <clears throat> so I talk about uh, Bitcoin, I talk about Ethereum, talk about other coins, but I don't make hex price predictions. Show us the coolest thing you own that isn't expensive. Well, mm, I have an answer for this question. I really like these razors with replaceable uh, heads. So you swap the whole head out. Let me see who makes, I mean, I'm gonna go grab one of these things. Oh God, let me go look for this thing. These things right here, Phillips, Phillips one blade. I like these things. They're not expensive, they work great. Don't know what else you could ask for. Great shave. <clears throat> Hope that answers your question. If not that, I'd say blue sticky stuff, which is like, I got blue sticky stuff everywhere. It holds everything together. So I love blue sticky stuff. I like those disposable razors, semi-disposable. One of these watches is ticking up a storm. Huh. Your projects are totally disruptive in a good way. Let me move my chat over to the other side so I can like see it easier. That's the ticket. Now I can like look like I'm looking at the camera. Surely Hex can't do another 100X from here due to the market cap being so high already, no? Yeah? All right, let's do that math real quick, buddy. Ready? Let's play the low market cap game. Some people like high market caps. So Michael Saylor, he didn't buy Bitcoin at 30 like I did, or mine it at 50 cents like I did. Instead, Michael Saylor bought at 10,000 and dollar cost averaged his way up to about 39,000. So I bought at 30, Michael Saylor bought at 39,000. I got a thousand times better deal. So some people like to buy high market caps. Some people like low market caps. And you could flip this number either way, depending on how you want to measure market cap. So only 10% of coins in Hex are staked. Why wouldn't people take the free money? It's free money. You can stake for one day. You make free yield. Why wouldn't you take it? So maybe there's participants in the Hex ecosystem that have a different game that they're playing. Maybe the game that they're playing, this is a guess, is that they'd rather see everyone make high yield. They'd rather on-ramp more users. They realize that you can 10x the size of the pie. 
But if you already own half the coins and you get the other half of the coins, you only made a 2x. But if you 10x the size of the supply, the size of the people in it, the, the participants, then you have a 10x larger pie, then you could 10x your value. So just getting the extra half of the coins to someone that may already have half isn't as valuable as increasing the value 10 times by increasing the number of participants. So you could look at how many coins are on market, how many coins are actually for sale. There's maybe 80 million total hex available. So there's this website called Hex Daily Stats. You guys could go there. I mean, sometimes you'll hug of death it. Who knows if the server will survive. And this guy has a, a pretty cool thing where it just shows you like how much hex is available every day, updates it. So right now we see that uh, today across Uniswap V2 and V3, there's only, where is this number? All right, well, I'll just read you these stats left to right because they're cool anyway. We're on hexdailystats.com. ROI multiplier from all-time low, 3,700x. PAT per T-share, 6x per T-share. Average stake length, 6.1 years. APY, 38.58%. How much liquidity is there across Uniswap V2, V3? 135 million hex. Now, he's got the market cap here at 121 billion. So that's probably using like all of the, the supply with like no reductions. And I'll get to that math of showing you a small supply here in a minute. 9.46% staked and 277,000 total holders. And then 75,500 75, current stakers and 95,900 total stakers ever. Interesting. This is a pretty cool site. So the point is, we're looking at market cap. So the total market cap of all coins that exist, or the total supply of all coins that exist is, it's here somewhere, supply. There we go. It's 638 billion. And the staking rate is only 9.5%. So let's say, uh, well, let's take for example, the origin address. So the origin address had 50% of supply. It sent that supply to other addresses. Those addresses used to stake for a long time. It was reducing the APY, reducing the market cap. So then apparently other addresses didn't do that anymore and they just sat on the coins liquid and that has the effect of everyone having a higher APY. And uh, so that's half the supply right there. And to the best of anyone's knowledge, none of those coins have ever been sold. So if you do the chain analysis, none of those coins has ever ended up at any exchange. So it's likely the case they've never been sold. So you could knock half the supply right off the top if you wanted to and say it's not circulating, if that was your interest. So if it was your interest to have a higher market cap, you'd say it was circulating because it has staked and unstaked before. Uh, if it's in your interest to show a lower market cap, you show that it's never been for sale on market and, and never performed a sale. And that's half the supply right there. So now your market cap goes from 135 down to like 67. And then if you could take it farther, and you go, well, all these guys that aren't offering their coins for sale and aren't staking them, you know, you're looking at, what is that? So let's do the math here very specifically. 0.0946 times, oh, he's already got this here. Oh, whatever. So we've got 9.46% staked and we'll multiply that by 637884911732. So that's uh, 60 billion staked. And we'll subtract out the 637884911. Well, actually, we won't subtract that out. All right, so we've got 60 billion staked. Now the price is 20, let's go look. 
Price right now is, I'm gonna guess 21. Yep, 21.115. So we'll multiply this by 21, or 0.21115. It gives us a market cap of 12 billion. So if you only count the coins, so if you take, if you discount from circulating supply all the coins that are not staked, you end up with 12 billion market cap. So you can make these numbers quite low if you wanted to make them low. Now where would 12 billion market cap sit you on say a garbage website? I'll go look at a garbage website real quick that no one should ever go to. And the $12 billion market cap would land you at number 15. No, 16. $12 billion market cap would land you at number 16. So, yeah. Now the thing is, by the way, for you guys out there that think market cap is a proxy for price performance, you would have sold very early and you wouldn't have understood how high market caps can go because you don't realize it's a fake made up number and you would have like not made the 10,000 X because you would have said, oh, Hex's market cap is, you know, 10 billion, 20 billion, 30 billion, 40 billion, 50 billion, 60 billion, 70 billion. And you just would have sold all types of bottoms. So, I mean, you could easily see that that is not a good way to estimate price performance of this asset because if you had followed that idea of market cap too high, you just would have sold every bottom. It's dumb, you know, it's just, it doesn't work for this asset. So maybe, maybe it works for something else, but I don't think it works for Hex. Back to chat. <clears throat> Can you explain how the market will decide the price for Pulse? Well, people trade it. Some people buy, some people sell. Price moves. I don't understand that question. So like a market gets created, it doesn't really matter what that initial price is because people are going to trade against it and move it around anyway. And so like supply and demand and, and the market finds prices. <clears throat> how do you, how do you think everything on Uniswap found its price? Like same method. So I, I think hacks could do another thousand X easily. I mean, look, when you look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin did 6.5 million X Hex did a million percent on only 75,000 active stakers. That is not many stakers, guys. We're really, really early. Nobody has heard about us yet. <laughs> so like, let me, let me ask you this. If you think that somehow market cap is too high and it's some type of like limit, well then what happens when you on-ramp 10 times more users? So when Hex has 10 times more users than it has today, how are you gonna prevent the price from going up? Average lock time, 6.1 years. People buy it and they lock it on average 6.1 years. How are you gonna like, I don't think that you can stop the price from going up when you're unramping new users. And we unramp new users every day. So I just, and by the way, if you wanted to remove half a billion dollars of hacks off the market and you had half a billion dollars, you couldn't do it because you'd slide the price against yourself. But the sacrifice method got half a billion dollars of hacks off the market into an address that apparently never sells it. Chain analysis would indicate that that address Either the sacrifice addresses has never sold a hex. So kind of cool. Kind of cool. <clears throat> now, just for you guys that are curious, have no expectation of profit from the work of others. I'm just telling you what the chain analysis shows you. Someone says, Richard been drinking tonight? Nope, not a drop other than water. <clears throat> Switch to manual buy and burn with admin keys on PulseX. Thoughts? Well, I've covered this already yesterday, but this is what I get for doing two streams right after each other. You can't have expectation of profit from the work of others. So you'll just have to see what happens. Do I insure these watches? Why would I tell you? Whenever people ask me about my finances, it's hilarious to me. 
two questions, three questions you never get an answer to. My finances, never gonna get an answer. OA address questions, never gonna get an answer. And uh, where do I live? Never gonna get an answer. Don't know why you guys keep asking that stuff. Never gonna get an answer. I will buy Phillips One Blade to get closer to Richard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Sailor bought a lot more around 50K. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. If you could only buy one coin other than that that you own, what would it be? It would be, I decline your stupid question, and I'm not here to shell other bags. Sorry, bro. Do your own research. You're welcome. Tell us something about your family and hobbies, you know, besides the best forever crypto founder. I don't know. I've got 100 keyboards or 100 key sets and like 30, 40 keyboards. Uh, but I only use the ones that I like the best and the rest don't matter at all. Just might as well chuck them in the trash. Uh, what else? I think that's enough. <clears throat> Sailor averages 29K. Cool. Okay. Great. Looks like you're losing weight. I'm not. I gained a lot of weight. I was down to 230. I was 254 today. I don't understand what happened. I started taking creatine and lifting, but this stomach is really big. I haven't been eating trash. So today, you know, ate three cans of uh, canned tuna. And then at the end, I finally caved and had like some unhealthy food. But most of my day was, you know, healthy. So thank goodness. How do I feel about Chainlink? I love that Chainlink has sacrificed $3 million of Chainlink to the PulseX.com sacrifice phase. I love to see people sacrificing their Chainlink and getting rid of it to support freedom of assembly and freedom of movement. Two very important concepts, two very important political beliefs to support. Further, maybe they'll enjoy the free PulseX coins that they will receive as people that have been witnessed to do something politically cool. Keep sacrificing them Chainlink guys. Also $3 million of SHIB. Thank you SHIB guys, very nice of you. In all caps, Mr. M. Kiran says, What happens when Ether launches cheap transactions in June 2022 with proof of work? I don't know what you're talking about. I assume you mean Ethereum 2.0, and I assume you mean proof of stake instead of proof of work. Uh, yeah, we've got better features than Ethereum 2 has. Their staking is misdesigned so that you have to have 34 Ethereum minimum, which is currently like $120,000. Uh, well, let's do that math real quick. 3,200 times 34, $108,000, $109,000. And so it causes massive centralization because no one wants to put in $109,000 to buy themselves a networking admin server admin job and lose their money if they have any downtime. Nobody likes that. So instead what they do is give their keys to somebody else. And then those people steal the money, run off with the money, lose the money. And it's a giant centralizing force and what is supposed to be a decentralized network. Oops. There's already been $100 million lost to that. What else? New software tends to have bugs. So the, if you do a whole entirely new code base, you're more likely to have bugs than if you just change some parts of the code base, which is what we've done. Furthermore, Ethereum 2.0 doesn't give you any new free coins at all. But PulseChain.com gives you the maximum number of free coins ever in the history of mankind. There's never been a larger airdrop of free coins ever in the history of man. Absolutely everybody is going to get tons of free coins. Furthermore, they often never launch the software that they say they're going to launch. For instance, sharding is late by five or six years, something like that. And the fees don't necessarily have to be cheap. They could also still just be expensive on ETH 2.0. So buddy, uh, we're gonna beat them to market with better software and better features. Pretty cool. I love it when you guys lay up these easy questions for me so I can look more awesome. Thank you, I appreciate that.
Where can I get hacks at the lowest price? Oneinch.io or matcha.xyz. I think oneinch.io is better, but if you know, if one inch doesn't work for you, you can try matcha.xyz. What do you think you offer that other projects like XYZ don't? And hide user channel. So concern trolling and like shilling your coins by asking me them of the form, what do you think about X? I just ban you. I'm not here to shill your bags. Screw your bags. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> I understand that there may be fees involved when bridging back to the chain you sacrificed from. How would the process go when cashing out? I assume there'd be another swap involved outside of Pulse. Yeah, until there's direct exchange listings, you would need to bridge back to something that is listed on an exchange that will send a wire to your bank. So you'd probably bridge back to Ethereum. and There could be bridges to other chains as well. Ethereum is the most important one. I mean, we've had almost a billion dollars of sacrifice on the Ethereum chain, whereas the second runner-up chain is around 40 million with by a smart chain. So Bitcoin's lagging at 15 million. Love the innovation in your projects. Looking forward to Pulse Chain and Pulse X. It's going to melt faces. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. Game theory at its best. Delay gratification. Love your mind, brother. Thank you, XRP Preacher. Appreciate it. Do you think XYZ protocol I'm shilling will help Ethereum scale and kill Pulse Chain? Hide user from channel. <laughs> I love this. Every everybody that's got a bag of some altcoin decides to ask me about it in my chat. Sorry, guys, I don't care about your sad altcoin bags. Get wrecked. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyone else feel like they're shouting their questions into the void? Feel like Richard Hart needs a chat moderator to group the honest questions from the poopy ones. Well done, Pushido. Aren't you mad that you wasted all of that space getting me to read something that wasn't a question, really? You could have got a useful response out of me, out of me but instead you whined like a little girl. Me, Richard, don't read the questions. Boo-hoo. By the way, I'm 17 minutes behind in questions because it takes me a longer amount of time to answer the single question that I peel out than you guys dumping questions in mass by the dozen. So you're going you're gonna to get ahead of me over time, right? So when you ask your question, I ain't going to read it until about 15 minutes later. Crybaby. Oh, here's another one. Vaya Bin Ashraf says... I've Instagram messaged you, telegrammed you, but no reply. At this point, I'm feeling like a scorned woman and I'm not even a woman. Well, you too took my time to complain and whine when you could have just asked me something intelligent. Don't you feel dumb via. Richard, how do I prepare for solar flare? I would suggest getting in a spaceship and flying as close to the sun as you can to show it how dominant you are. Go and intimidate the sun, sir. Good luck. Do an Icarus. Can Pulse fees buy back Pulse before burning like Pulse X? No, they just burn. 25% of fees on Pulse burn. Can you please comment on Metaverse and what they're trying to do? Why are there so many crypto projects being hyped because of it? And do you see yourself participating in the Metaverse in the future? I think the Metaverse is something a bunch of old normie retards that have never played video games made up when they first discovered online gaming. So a bunch of dum-dums who never played games like the rest of us, log on and go, oh my God, it's a whole new world. I can make my own character with its own name and talk to people in the lobby while we wait for the game to happen. That's all the metaverse is. You choose a character, it looks a certain way, and you stick a name above its head, and then you type or you talk. That's it. It's been the same thing since I was doing it, playing Doom 2 on a bulletin board system in the 90s, 25 years ago. So 25 years ago, I was in the metaverse, not sure what everyone else was doing. 
and I'm not sure what you think this quote new metaverse does that's different. I have a character. Correct. It has a skin. Correct. I stick a name over its head. Correct. I talk or type to the other people in the game. Oh my God, the metaverse. It's the metaverse. No, there's no metaverse. Okay. There's game lobbies, characters, names, and typing and talking, and that's it. It's been the same thing for 25 years. Anyone that thinks there's a metaverse is stupid. I got virtual reality equipment coming out of my ears. It sucks. It just sits there with dust on it. There's no good content for it. It's trash. Just like 3D television, trash, no good content for it, garbage. <clears throat> so no, there ain't no metaverse. Bro, you're smart. You should do a trivia for an airdrop. No, no, I give away enough free stuff. No trivia needed. Trivia is the opposite of useful. It literally means things that you can't make use of, knowledge that is without use. I don't want that. I want the opposite of that. I want useful knowledge. How do you feel about research and promotion of autism awareness? Isn't my chat on its own enough autism awareness, sir? Are we not doing our own outreach with these comments? Many intelligent people, including Elon, are on the spectrum. And if people like that understand that themselves, we could progress greatly. How? How is realizing that autism exists make progress? How? Show me what, how does the progress happen? Okay, I'm fat, fat people exist. Progress, please, what? Can you show me the progress? Hi, I'm Richard, I'm fat. Show me the progress. What you're saying doesn't make any sense. Hey Richard, the governor Dow says, your personal wallet receives and stake fees on the Cash Daddy's podcast today. I would die a happy man if you went on the podcast again and debated Howie. Look, if you got an audience, I'll talk to you. If those guys have an audience, I'll talk to them again. No problem. Have them direct message me. No homo, Richard Hart looking guapo. That's Spanish for handsome. When are you launching a wallet? I don't have anyone working on that right now, so I'm not sure. If your watches are ticking loudly, they probably need to be wound up. Turn on your winder, sir. It's I don't have the power switch turned on, so. Aloha, Richard. Thank you. Tell how Michael Saylor made a huge mistake. Well, I mined it at 50 cents and bought it at 30. He bought it 10 times higher. 100 times higher? 1,000 times higher? 100 times higher. It's a lot higher. Richard Hart, promoting hex outside of my inner circle is hard. I created a channel for the Russian community, but it's not that successful. Any tips and tricks you can suggest? Anything. Well, we have a Russian Hex channel that's been sitting at like 600 members forever. I think they only added like 175 members this whole year. So absolutely garbage trash performance, Russian Hexagons. I don't know why you guys suck so much at outreach. The thing went up a million percent. How hard is that? We're doing the world's largest free airdrop. I don't know why you guys suck so bad at on-ramping users. So I have the same complaint you have. <laughs> I, I don't know why they suck at on-ramping new users. It's like they don't like money or something. I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> Go talk. There's a guy named North Remembers. It's a really cool dude in the uh, T.W.E. Hex Russia channel. Go talk to him and maybe you could brainstorm something. I mean, it's even on Yobit and Yobit is like a primarily Russian exchange that has liquidity. So like, don't know what more they want. What do you think the ratio will be for swapping PulseX to Pulse before the launch? I literally have no idea. I don't know. Hit the like button. Thank you. Is it privacy coin on the roadmap? I mean, look, we've already got Tornado Cash coming with the fork and I think someone has a front end built for it, but the same guy that built the front end for Hexnado is around. So he could probably throw one up for Tornado Cash on Pulse Chain too. And that has anonymity. As long as people use it, you need an anonymity set. So, you know, there needs to be a minimum amount of people actually using it for it to provide anonymity features. Richard, I always hear you say the word copy. Can you please explain what it is and how it works? You don't know what the word copy means. 
Did I misread this question? Green Power 2 says, Richard, I always hear you say the word copy. Can you explain what it is and how it works? Okay. Have you ever uh, downloaded a movie? Have you ever downloaded music? Have you ever downloaded a picture? Do you realize that that picture or movie or music also exists somewhere else in the world? That's called copying. So something exists in one place, and then you make a copy of it, and now it exists in another place too, particularly data. Data is very easy to do that with. Fork is harder to do that, like an actual fork you eat with. It's very hard to make a copy of an actual fork that you eat with because you need to melt steel and have a mold and maybe it's, you know, very hard. But software, boy, that's a lot easier because we've got general purpose devices whose entire life is to just copy things. This question is the weirdest, stupidest question I've ever heard. I don't understand it. You, you can copy software. You can copy database balances. I just, okay. Blew my mind. Wow. Interesting. Dictionary.com probably has a good definition of what the word copy means. <clears throat> what was the first traded price for Hex? Well, it depends on how you define that. You know, it didn't really have a price on the open market for a while. Um, and then when it finally did get a price, there was, you know, not many people knew about it. So it depends on what your minimum requirement for volume or general awareness is. But I mean, like if you, if you wanted, if this is another one of these market cap questions. So if you want the market cap to look lower, then you could just look at how much isn't circulating. If you want the market cap to look higher, you say, look, it's staked and then staked. If you want your first traded price to be really low, you look at the bottom on January 5th. If you want your first traded price to be really high, you look at day, way, day one of the adoption amplifier. And even though it wasn't a price, you just assume whatever the ratio was that they got was a price, even though it wasn't. So you could make these numbers high or low based on whatever you're trying to do, which is when I, when I show the chart, I just show the whole chart. It's like, here's our most liquid trading pair. It's Uniswap. Here it is from the moment it started until today. That's the longest trading history I can get you. And I think even on that chart, it starts with like an 86% dip. So let me look, let me scroll back a bit here. This, uh, this is V2. Let me look up this chart for you, buddy. Some people want to show a 10,000 X and some people want to show much less X. You know what I'll do? I'll measure the much less X for you. Since I assume that's what your question is leading to. Uh, okay. Much less X. I'll measure from the very first trade on Uniswap V1, which is the oldest trade on our most liquid market and V2 is probably most liquid. Now. All right. And then I'm going to measure this all the way up to today. And that should give you like a, a nice low ROI so that you can feel better because that's the meme you like. Do, do, do. Okay. Your ROI from the day one trading, a measure from the day one close. Yep. That's where that's at. Day one close on hex till now. Oh, thing. God darn it is only 396,000%. There you go. So that day one close starting price, which was December 15th of uh, 2019, was 0.00024. So it's about four times higher than the bottom. I mean, look, you can just go to uniswap.vision and go to hex USDC and then the V1 pair. You can draw these charts yourself. I hate Ethereum. Give the scenario how Pulse Chain usurps Ethereum. All of their users move to Pulse Chain instead of there, instead of like everyone just switches their MetaMask setting 
to Pulse Chain instead of Ethereum, then they just do all their transactions on Pulse Chain. There you go. One button. You click the button, switches the network, you click approve, you're, you're on the new network. Now, you do have to manually add your coins, <clears throat> but maybe one day MetaMask will just do that auto search thing. Yeah, Richard, thank you for being kind enough to answer my question. I know the answer, obviously, but I'm just messing around. That will get you banned, bro. Don't troll me in my chat. And on another note, a multi-billion just helped me nice. All right, don't troll, bro. So the whole, the whole ecosystem we duplicate and everybody gets copies on Pulse? Yeah, everything. So if you got Hex, you're going to get Hex on the Pulse chain. If you've got uh, USDC, you're going to have USDC on the Pulse chain. If you've got anything, you're going to have anything on the Pulse chain. For the most part. There might be some very rare, very rare instances where we're like Pulse scammers or, you know, we'll see. But the vast, 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 vast majority of people are going to have copies on the Pulse chain. Smash the like and share button. Thanks, guys. We were making Richard get his steps in today. True. Who's saying this is a Birkenstock hat? This is a Louis Vuitton hat that matches my awesome Louis Vuitton shirt, which matches my Louis Vuitton bear and my $25,000 Louis Vuitton bag. And I spend so much money that Louis Vuitton sends me a cake for Christmas. They fly me to Paris to go try and sell me expensive stuff. That's how much money I give Louis Vuitton. Richard, I've Instagram messaged you, telegrammed you, but no reply. We, we covered this guy already. I covered you via, why don't you say something useful the next round? instead of crying. Do you know how many messages I get a day? I've got 2,200 unread messages in Pulse Chain. 2,200. Tagged me. There's 2,200 tags to me in Pulse Chain Telegram that I haven't read. The autism guy's back. I don't care about autism awareness, dude. Hi, let me put it this way. I'm dying. My grandparents are dead. My dog is dead. I'm dying. I'm 42. How much longer am I going to last? Cool. People have autism. Cool. People are fat. People have diabetes. People have the whole dictionary full of medical problems. I'm gonna try and spend my energy making people rich and curing crap that might save my life. Yelling to the world that you or someone you know has autism doesn't save my life, bro. I don't know why you care so much. How, how does more people know that autism exists make any difference whatsoever? I don't get it. Do you recommend staking the Pulse X coin or to hold the coin for tax purposes? I don't make any tax commentary. You can go into a chat room to talk about that with other people, you know, peer to peer, uh, t.me slash crypto gov. You talk about governments and taxes in there. I'm never in that room, by the way. Can pulse fees be, no, we covered that one. <clears throat> you shouldn't chug water. It flushes minerals from your body. And a majority of the population is deficient in magnesium. Don't worry about it, buddy. I'm taking magnesium pills. It's all okay. Do you think the crypto skeptics on Hacker News will ever become less skeptic? No, I don't. And I'm happy to hear that because guess what? Less competitors. Cool. You guys think that crypto is the worst thing that's ever happened to the world? Awesome. Every time I've ever posted in there, I've gotten down votes and lost karma every single time. When I post in Hacker News about anything having to do with crypto, I lose points every time. I just get hatred. Like, all right. I posted a thread. I said, hey, I raised 27 million for charity by forking Ethereum. Like it never happened. Like, like I didn't do it. It's awesome. Okay, guys. <laughs> I'll just do all the cool stuff. You guys keep doing whatever you're doing. You're smarter than me, guys. Stay smarter. <laughs> Love it. Shout out to Ryan Hex Crypto for Hex Daily Stats. Thanks, Ryan Hex Crypto. Sometimes I see a comment. I'm like, should I hide this user or just remove the comment? I showed this person mercy. When you talk about the Harvest bot, are you saying liquidity from various exchanges will get taken over to PulseX? Yes. I thought that maybe all the coins in Pulse Chain would have only been the airdropped. What? 
The first part of this question was very smart. The last part, I didn't understand. Quite simply, you make a copy paste of Ethereum, you change the proof of work consensus system from proof of work to proof of stake, and then everyone's keys that they have for Ethereum work on the new chain, and all the coins that were on the old chain are on the new chain. And then a harvest bot goes and empties out Uniswap and SushiSwap and maybe 0x and maybe some other things of all their PRC20s by minting PLS out of thin air and trading it for them and then putting it into PulseX. I hope that answers uh, the question. What happened to the Canalibra? You can still see it, man. No? Oh, yeah, you can. It's got the window over here. See, there's candles back there. If you look through the glass, there's actually candles behind there. The Canalibra is behind this thing. I could just uh, move it and it would be there. Vitamin D, I'm also supplementing that. C, D, zinc, quercetin, although I'm out, got to buy some more. Magnesium, NAC, but I'm not sure I'm going to stick with the NAC. I might pull that off. And uh, turmeric or cucumin, I can't remember which. Whichever one doesn't lower your testosterone, can't remember which. I sacrificed $2,000 as instructed, but have no idea where to check the airdrops. Well, man, if you did it on Ethereum and it was an approved coin, pulsexlead.com it's a great spot for that uh if you did it on other networks you're just going to have to look on the blockchain and some of them are hard so for instance if you used a utxo based network such as bitcoin cash bitcoin or ada or dogecoin or zcash it's hard to check those balances i published a guide on twitter on how to import the utxo into electrum and change your gap limit so that you could scan deeper into the derivation path of the xpub uh but chances are based on the the phraseology of the question that you presented there that you don't understand all those words I just said. So you're just going to have to wait. Now, it's all public. It's all on chain. If you can see it, we can see it. So if it's on a block explorer, you should be good to go. If you really care and you're lucky enough for me to see your message, you can direct message me, t.me slash Richard Hart. But chances are it's fine. And if it's not fine, you're just going to have to wait until we address all the people that did not find things later like, oh, I sent Ethereum stuff from my exchange, even though I wasn't supposed to. Oh, I sent coins that weren't approved. Okay, you know, we're going to try and help all you guys out, but you're making it hard on us, I tell you. If you just follow the instructions on PulseX.info, life would be like so much easier for everybody. Any recommendation on keyboards? Yeah, just get, uh, get Topre switches, 45 gram uniform. You can get them directly from Topre or you can get them from uh, the HHKB Happy Hacking keyboard, which I don't like that much. I've got a couple, but I don't like them that much. Uh, or you could get them from Leopold. The cool thing about the Leopold ones is Leopold keys are awesome. So Leopold keys, that's what these are. So this is a Topre keyboard. There you go. This here, this is a Miami Dysub PBT key set. These are Leopold Dysub PBT white and blue. And this is a Norba Touch. So it's a Cooler Master Nova Touch inside of a Norbauer aluminum case with Crytox Teflon uh, lubricant and hypersphere silencing rings and built. This probably costs like a thousand dollars. But the keys you can stick on any cherry keyboard. So the, I absolutely love these Leopold Dysub BBT keys from uh, Korea, South Korea. Absolutely fabulous keys. Best keys you can possibly get next to uh, Cherry, OG Cherry, like 20-year-old keys. So OG Cherry keys are a little tiny bit better, um, maybe 5 or 6% better. So these Leopolds, man, they're just fabulous. 
Love these Leopold keys. I could pull some other, uh, I got a lot of keyboards in here. <laughs> I could go grab a lot of very fancy keyboards. I would go grab another one for a laugh. Here, I'll show you another one. Check out this bad boy here. Look at that. Listen to that space bar. How clean is that? So clean. Go hit your space bars at home, guys. No way they sound this good. Best sounding keyboard in the business. Can't do better. Can't. Love it. I think I've got like nine or 10 of these thousand dollar keyboards. You guys ask all the right questions. Ah, check out this one. So I showed you the Leopold keys. Those other ones were actually, I think they're NCR keys. So they're OG as well, but, uh, but different. These, I can't remember who makes these. <sighs> Enjoy PBT, I think makes these ones. That's that thock sound. So the uh, Topre keyboards are known for this sound. It's called thock. See, this one's not as clean sounding. Other one was a little better. Yeah, pretty killer. This is heavy, by the way. You could use this as a weapon if you uh, if you needed to. <laughs> I'm, I, I got a terrible joke I can make about this, but I'm not going to. Oh, and so this is the same type of, uh, so these are capacitive key switches. They don't actually rely on mechanical contact like an MX switch. So MX switches have metal on metal. There's no metal on metal here. You can actually press the switch by just getting it moving it down a little bit. And it just, one thing gets closer to another thing and activates. There don't have to be any actual touching. This one is factory. Um, so this doesn't have silencing rings on it, I don't think. I haven't used this in a while, it's pretty dirty. See how it's a lot louder? No silencing rings. This is nice because it's small. It's 10 keyless, but it still has your arrow keys. Should leave this one out here. I could use this one. All right. Else if I, yeah, I got. I could spend all day grabbing keyboards. I got more keyboards than any person should ever have, really. This being fat isn't working out with my shirt. All right. Pretend I'm skinny shirt. So Topre 45 gram uniform, best switch. Die sub PBT Leopold or Cherry OG but good luck, you're not gonna find this. Um, yeah. Best keys, best keycaps. Richard, are you a better person than Jesus? Well, I'm still here talking to you. Doesn't seem like a fair comparison. I hear he's a really cool dude. Turn water into wine, make bread out of thin air, stuff like that. Something about fish as well. I don't know. I mean, the guy would be great to have over for dinner, I guess, right? <laughs> but like, I don't know, man. If, if you see him, tell him I said hello, and uh, I'd love to have a chat with him. Have much dream. Is the lighting of your LV bag changing colors? Yes, yes it is. For $25,000 you get color changing. I like when I bring it to the LV stores and they've never seen it before. It's pretty funny. I have that with a lot of stuff, like my Rolexes or just the people that sell them, they've never seen them before. 
the jaw drop over it. Can you discuss the unique pump amenals for Hex, Pulse Chain, and Pulse X for the new guys? Each coin has a different appreciation engine. It's a thing of beauty. Oh God, it's a great question. Hex has an average lock time of 6.1 years. It went up a million percent, 623 days with only 75,000 active stakers. It was airdropped for free to Bitcoin holders. Had they taken the free money and self-referred, they could have increased their Bitcoin stacks by 30%. Many of them were too stupid to take my good advice and they're too stupid today to take my good advice. Had they sold their Bitcoin and bought Hex, when I called the top, they would be up 1300% right now or 1200% right now, but instead they're down 35%, 36%. They don't seem to take good advice very well. I try very hard to educate these people, but they think they're smarter than me. Pretty funny. I mined Bitcoin at 50 cents. I created the world's best performing asset. I'm doing the world's largest airdrop. I give away free self-help books, free self-help videos. I've called the top on the day, darn near the day, uh, 2017 and on the day 2021 best person in this industry by far but they think they're smarter than me it's pretty funny <laughs> like hey guys why don't you show me how dumb i am by giving me some free money thank you and call the top for me and like just i, I give you know i gave 27 i raised 27 million dollars for medical research to save these guys lives why don't you guys raise 27 million to save my life a bunch of ungrateful people out there it's crazy to me and this lie constantly yeah, Bitcoin incentivizes, uh, Bitcoin incentivizes renewable energy. Oh, does it? That's the same thing as saying knocking your house down incentivizes construction. It's stupid. Oh, you, you think this is great? Well, then you must love aluminum smelting because aluminum smelting uses a lot more electricity than Bitcoin. So, hey, that must be the thing we should invest in. It's so dumb. How is it to always feel right in life? I make a lot of mistakes, like, but they're just hard to remember because they're usually small ones, you know? So, but I, I do make errors. Those don't usually matter that much. Like I have to literally go out of my way to try and remember something when I'm screwed up to try and remember it for the future. <clears throat> if we stake our e-hex, can we have our airdrop of p-hex? Yeah, your stakes get copied over, man. Everything gets copied over. Why is this so hard to understand? Everything gets copied over. It's a copy paste of the whole network, basically. Everything. Very few exceptions. So like, I, why is this hard to get? I don't know. I guess because it's never been done before. Look, you're going to change a setting in MetaMask and it's going to think Ethereum is this other chain. So now it looks at this IP for what it thinks Ethereum is. And then it's instead going to look at a different chain. But then it's, you're gonna, not going to call it Ethereum. It's going to be called PLS. So instead of ETH, it gets called PLS. This little setting. Like MetaMask is built for all this already, man. Like it supports a bunch of networks in this way. Why don't you go use the testnet? Go use the testnet now. Add your coins now. It's got the snapshot from two months ago. Go use the testnet. Pretty please. Then you probably won't have these silly questions. I mean, it's not a silly question, but like asking what copy means is, I don't know. Hit the like button. Thanks. Richard, do you like questions? I guess. I guess. You always say, a th see, the reason is like all these questions are always basically like trying to shill their own coin, being way too silly trolling or being negative. That's like the majority of the questions or half. So here's this one. Thomas Villapando asks, you always say Ethereum gas fees are too high, but when Pulse launches, we still have to exit our position through Ethereum until there's fiat ramps. How is this solving the problem not to be rude? This is an okay question. So Thomas, why do you have to exit Ethereum? You can stay on Ethereum. 
So there's kind of a presupposition in your question that like makes your own question fail. If you fell asleep on an island and you never heard about my live streams or anything, and you didn't know that pulse happened and you just used Ethereum as normal, how would your life be different? So you don't have to leave Ethereum. You don't have to incur any extra fees whatsoever. But if you decide to throw some more money into Hex, then you have a decision to make after the fork. Before the fork, you're gonna get coins on two chains. After the fork, you're not going to get coins on two chains. After the fork, when you buy, you gotta decide, you're gonna buy EX or are you gonna buy Hex on the Pulse chain? Up to you. Um, you're gonna pay a lot less fees. You're gonna pay almost no fees on the Pulse chain side and you're gonna pay, you know, 30, 50, 70 bucks on the Ethereum side. It's like $30 to send an ERC-20 and like $90 to do Uniswap swap. Let's go check that right quick. So I'm quoting you good numbers, etherscan.io slash gas tracker. And it is an average of $16 to set an ERC-20 and $50 to do Uniswap swap. These are very low fees comparatively to what I've seen recently. And on Pulse Chain, that will all be like basically free. Your cam quality is too good. Take away the dust from the mic arm. This looks uh, interesting. Okay. Hope that works for you, buddy. Hope they got all the dust. I hope that the mic arm is happy about that. Now you owe me money, mic arm. Some chick just tried to get me to send her hex on a Facebook post. Congrats. Hey, from Australia, Richard, you legendary human being. Thank you for all that you do to make the world a better place. Appreciate it. Hey, boss man, would a 1K investment be decent? Why not? Seems fine. Richard, how does it feel to be the smartest person in the stream? Mm -hmm. Feels all right. If a developer is making a new software coin in the Pulse chain, will he be able to bridge his coin to the existing Pulse X supply? Some of these questions are really mixing me up. So for instance, this says existing Pulse X supply. What existing Pulse X supply are you talking about? There, there is no supply. So I'm just gonna pretend you didn't use the word existing, I guess. If a developer is making a new coin on Pulse Chain, will he be able to bridge his coin to the existing Pulse X supply? Are you talking about just like airdrop existing Pulse X holders? Sure. But you gotta explain what you mean by bridge here, because usually that means cross networks. So it's a little bit confusing that you're using it in this context. So you gotta change that word bridge for me, and you gotta change that word existing. And then I could probably help you with a question. Will gas fees for sending coins back and forth from ETH to Pulse and then Pulse back to ETH be around as costly as just ending a stake on ETH? I think it'll be cheaper than ending a stake. It really depends on how long your stake is because the fee to ending a stake is directly proportional to how many days it had to do addition to calculate your profit. So, I mean, it, it depends on how long your end stake would have been. But like, if you have to send to a contract in order to get into the bridge, then you at least are gonna occur an ERC-20 send fee unless it's Ethereum itself, but usually that Ethereum gets wrapped into an ERC-20 anyway. So you're probably gonna end up with an ERC-20 send fee worth of gas no matter what, which, you know, we just looked and it was 15 bucks. Let's go look again, 21 bucks now. So since we refreshed the page, now it's $21 to send an ERC-20 and $65 to do a Uniswap. So it used to be 50, now it's 65. <laughs> okay, all right, Ethereum. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, there's fees to get in and out, but you don't have to get in and out that fast or that often, right? So it's just like going to your bank. You go to your bank, you fill up your wallet, you use your wallet, but you don't go to your bank over and over again. Hey, I need to get a coffee. Let me go to my bank to get money for the coffee. 
I want to buy a magazine. I'm going to go to the bank to get money for the magazine. No, you, you, you have a place that you transact less, which is your bank, which in this case would kind of be like the bridge. And then you have your, you know, your hot wallet. So you're, you're going to save a lot of money in fees, in my opinion. Can you make, well, I've already answered this, but I'll answer it again. Can you make pulse fees be used to buy pulse before burning it like pulse X? No, no, it's just going to get burnt. I mean, it already got bought in order to give it to the miner to burn it. So like one theory, I guess a lot of people are getting it for free. Um, no, it just burns, man. Can't make the buy thing. You can't, you can't do order routing. All decentralized exchanges that are good, like Uniswap V1, V2, V3, do routing off-chain because they're computationally intensive. And you can't do that routing off-chain. You can't do it on-chain. And so you have to do it off-chain. And you can't trust other users to do it off-chain because they'll set up bad routes that just rob the system. So no is the answer. Richard, please say hi to my wife, Kimberly. PLSX is her first major crypto investment. Well, I will say that she sacrificed for freedom of movement and freedom of assembly, but I hope she enjoys her free coins. I hope I've covered the what copying means thing. But if you really want to know what copying means, go use the Pulse Chain test net and go add your free RC20s in the test net and go play with them, and then you'll understand what it means. If you could have had a dollar for every question you've answered in the last three years, but had to trade it for the money you currently have, would you? I don't talk about my finances, bro. Good try. Imagine the coins with admin keys and how they dump in the name of marketing, R&D, et cetera. They clearly stated under the supply and people still buy. I don't know, man. People buy a lot of stupid stuff, right? Does this look any good? It's all right. Sailor's average is 29K. I heard that. Am I caught up with questions? It can't be. It's impossible. 29K. Where'd the 29K go? No, I was so far behind that I just deleted them all. All right. That seems more realistic. I actually liked the hat forward. Now I feel like I'm getting blinded trying to read chat. That's funny. Huh. So I look stupider on stream, but uh, I actually could read the screen better. <laughs> Interesting. How high, how yeah, that's about it. Is it weird that I'm thirsty again? I'm thirsty again. I'm gonna go get more water. And I guess that is weird. Ah! Cool. I can tell your histamine levels are high due to your facial redness. All right, buddy. Dr. Redface over here. Maybe I'm Indian. American Indian. Australia loves Richard Hart. We have no human rights now, sadly. <laughs> that got dark quick. That started out really clean and then went dark real quick. Yeah, yeah, that does suck. How do you plan to solve the blockchain size and possible spamming because of cheap fees? Fees solve spam because spammers run out of money. So since people prefer to have money instead of no money, you don't in general have spam. And God forbid that people have to keep buying Pulse to pay fees. Oh no, the price goes up. God forbid. Like, hey man, if the trade-off is everyone gets insanely wealthy but fees get high, I'm okay with that. So fees start out really free, but then they get really high and everyone gets insanely rich in the meantime. I'm okay with that. Sounds like a good deal. <clears throat> Richard, what do you think the exchanges are going to do with the ERC-20 copies they get because customers never took them off exchanges? Well, hopefully they give them to their users. And if they don't, I hope the users sue the living crap out of them. I mean, it, it, I've even considered not having exchanges get anything. 
Like I know, I know that I know those exchanges that have screwed users, and I don't feel good about giving free coins to people screwing other people. So like scammers, exchanges that are ripoffs. Not really a fan of giving these things free money. So haven't had time to go address those issues. But like as we get closer to mainnet, we'll probably have some debate about hey, which of these guys really shouldn't get free stuff. You know. Do you have any different studies you're going to invest in in the near future? No. How do you invest in a study? I don't know what that means, man. Will there be DeFi opportunities on PulseX and Pulse? Yes. They're all D they're all DeFi opportunities. You can stake PulseX. Well, you can stake Pulse. You can maybe stake PulseX, but definitely put it in liquidity pool in itself. Uh, there's an extra incentive token for being a liquidity provider. There's a lot of like, this is pure DeFi, man. <laughs> like you can't get more DeFi than this. This is as pure DeFi as it gets. A lot of opportunities here. You can pair ERC-20s with your free PRC-20s and liquidity pool, earn fees on trading while be rewarded with a liquidity provider incentive token, which doesn't have a name yet. You can uh, stake your pulse. You can delegate your, like there's, there's a lot of options available to you, bro. You're in the right place. <clears throat> if you run StreamYard, you can run a ticker at the bottom of your stream with most of the answers these folks are asking. Noted. The dusting fluffer. Good one. What currency on-ramps will Pulse have? Well, in the beginning, it's going to be bridged, right? So you're going to fiat on-ramp and off-ramp out of Ethereum, do all your trading and awesome stuff on Pulse, and then uh, until you get direct exchange listings, whenever that is, you know? Hex did a million percent with no good direct exchange listings. Seem to work out just fine. Hey Richard, we always so beneficent or did you have an epiphany followed by a transformation at some point? If so, what's the story? Nah, I've always been helpful. You know, I was on the paintball team, they called me Preach. That was my nickname because I was always trying to tell people how to do stuff better, you know? Um, kind of always been this way. Will snapshot date be revealed in such a time frame that any hex stake expiring on the day of the snapshot will have time to unstake without penalties? I never had so many hard questions in a stream. This this is like my maximum hard question stream. I don't understand your question, man. So I'm going to read it again. Will snapshot date be revealed in such a time frame that any hex stake expiring on the day of the snapshot will have time to unstake without penalties? No. Your stake is your stake. Your early unstake penalties are your early unstake penalties. And the fact that a fork is occurring has no bearing on those issues. The exact time that the fork will occur will probably not be publicized to prevent people trying to game the system and move liquidity around and avoid the harvesting bot. So range may be announced. Um, and why would you need to end stake anyway? You're just gonna get a copy of it on another chain. So your stakes get copied to another chain, man. You're gonna have your stakes on two chains. You're gonna have your liquid hex on two chains. You're gonna have your USDC on two chains. You're gonna have your USDT on two chains, right? Unless they use their admin keys to validate the admin key things like USDC and USDT have admin keys that they can use to just invalidate all the coins at will. Maybe they won't do that because your users might sue them. Or maybe they will. I don't know. We'll see. Great, you put my wife to sleep. Hey, my turn this time, right, buddy? <laughs> Hi, Richard, you're always so benefit. Oh, I got that one. Here we go. It's all this negativity, bro. Here comes some more negativity. Here it comes. Richard, thanks for the opportunity again with Pulse and PulseX. Quick question. Who's going to buy Pulse or PulseX with so much money being sacrificed? Any buyers left? Well, let me think. When Hex launched, um, 
there was what 20,000 participants or something like that can't remember the exact number 20,000 sounds about about right and then how did that had hex do did amazingly well went up a million percent in 623 days under two years uh when ethereum launched and people sacrificed their or i don't know the exact word for it but they lost their bitcoin and they got ethereum at some date in the future uh how'd that work out it worked out well i can't think of an l1 system that hasn't worked out well dogecoin pumped bitcoin pumped bitcoin cash didn't pump that's just been death for a few years now uh avax pumped Sol- solana pumped BNB pumped. It's the it's the main token of BSC. What hasn't pumped? That's an L1. Is there any L1s that didn't pump? No. They've all done great. And a lot of them had crappy crowd sales with venture capitalists and all these different machinations. And like, I, I can't really think of an instance of an L1 not not doing well. At least the ones that we support and use and look at, right? Like, it's so this this fantasy that like. There's 70,000 uh, people that have participated in the sacrifice phase with extremely strong, I mean, apparently the top 10%, somebody did this math and like there's a very heavy power law distribution towards the whales being a majority of the sacrifice, um, which is that way in everything. Like 42% of all ad- 42% of all Bitcoins owned by 2,100 addresses. That's just how it works. So this idea that like, I think that the more people participate in the sacrifice phase, the better the price performance will be. The reason that the prices of these cryptocurrencies, the majority of cryptocurrencies that you've heard about, go up is because of word of mouth. And it's a snowball effect and it's an exponentiality. And the larger the snowball is that you start with, the quicker and larger the exponentiality gets. So I I think that the price performance of Pulse and PulseX will be better the more people participate in the sacrifice phase. I think if you try and game that and like starve it and pretend like, oh, I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get more of a smaller pie instead of less of a larger pie, that you just end up with less. Because I mean, if you if you push this idea to extremes, you could own 100% of a coin that only you know about, it's worth nothing. Or you can own 1% of a coin that everyone knows about, and it's worth billions of dollars. So it's in my opinion the best way to honor up as many people to the sacrifice phase as you can so that they get their beaks wet, they get addicted to watching the chart, they get addicted to the gains, they tell all their friends, they become part of the cult. If this, if something makes your life better and gives you a peer group and makes you feel important, it makes you happy, it makes you feel special and fulfills your needs, you should get addicted to it because by golly, that's the best thing I've heard of. Everything else that's going on in the world kind of sucks. The fact that you could have something so cool available to you is like a miracle. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that people that are, I don't think anyone that's doing this math of like, oh my God, the price isn't going to pump as hard because there's so much interest. It doesn't make any sense because there's been tons of interest and tons of things and they've done very, very well. So like the only way that you could have less money raised is to have less people interested and you're going to have less word of mouth and then you're going to just slow down the snowball. You're going to have a starter snowball to start with. You're going to have a smaller snowball to The language though, you're going to have a smaller snowball to start with. So I, I think it's just silly. So I, I think that more people participating now is better for midterm and long-term growth. And then short-term, it's probably also better as long as your time frame is longer than a month. <clears throat> I mean, when, when Hex, Hex had a, a hard launch phase and then it had this 
every day a billion coins is coming out every day and unless you match it with equal demand on every day you get a dip and so you know it mirrored the launch mechanics that uh, eos had and eos had the same dip and then hex had the same dip that's why i published the chart in the beginning and told people don't fomo day one you should probably want to scale in because the launch mechanic is similar to eos and like what the eos chart did so you know we don't have that problem in pulse and pulse chain we don't have a billion new coins coming out every day uh pulse chain and pulse x we don't have that problem so like yeah the, even even in hex that had that that kind of bad mechanic of hammering a new billion every day uh linear it still went up like crazy after 30 days passed i think richard if i were to invest in hex will be better to put my money in hex or hex on the pulse chain i mean look man if you if you go now you get hex on two chains if you go later you only get hex on one chain it kind of seems smart to do it before. I don't have a crystal ball, but it's what seems right. Is there a way for me to get my USD into Pulse Chain without going through ETH? Well, if you were to sacrifice for Pulse X now, you could swap your Pulse X coins for Pulse coins in the Pulse X exchange on the Pulse X or Pulse Chain mainnet before the Ethereum bridge is launched, and you might get a better rate. So, I think I think you could get Pulse by getting Pulse X and not have to go through the Ethereum network. Do you have a favorite high fashion brand? Louis Vuitton, followed by Prada, followed by Gucci. Actually, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Prada. And then watch is Rolex. What would be the quickest, cheapest way to dollar cost average my weekly paycheck into PHEX? Uh, let's see. Let's see, man. Let's wait till it exists. Because it depends on whether you're going to either bridge in or maybe someone has a direct on-ramp directly to the, the pulse chain. So. That's a, a function of seeing what exchanges support it. Questions about sacrifice. If I sacrifice from a MetaMask without a ledger connected, and then after the fact, connect a ledger device for added security layer, will I still get the coins airdropped? The, we don't care what wallet you use, man. It doesn't matter. We're copying the chain. We're not copying your wallet. We're not airdropping your wallet. We're just copying the chain. And your keys that access that chain will access these chain because it's the same keys, same public key, same private key. So your, your wallet situation doesn't really matter as long as you have your own keys. Richard Hart, what do you think exchanges are going to do with the ERC-20s? I already answered that one. Hey, guys, I changed the setting on my mic. I wonder uh, how it sounds now. <clears throat> I basically cut the bass. So let me know what you think about the sound, if it's better or worse than, uh, than it was before I changed it. Yeah, I know the audio cut, guys, because I cut it because there's noise. So there's a lot of people saying that's better. Really? Most people are saying that it sounds better. Interesting. Now I'm curious. Now I want to hear it myself. I did scroll down, dude. I'm all the way at the bottom here. I'm real time with you. Yeah, so this just should have less bass. I think this is the default on like how most people use the mic. Every, most people are saying it's better this way. Huh. This is funny. <laughs> huh. Oh my goodness. I'll have to listen to it myself to decide. Hey, Richard, I want a Rolex, but don't want to spend over 60,000 USD, but also don't want a weak pleb Rolex that won't increase in value. Any tips? Don't buy a Rolex, buy crypto, and then maybe you'll have more money and get whatever Rolex you want. That's a good idea. I hate when people say stuff that doesn't make sense in my chat. So somebody says, Naomi says, either use a high pass filter on your present setting or a low pass filter on the former setting, which means make the trebly one more trebly or the bassier one more bassy. I think you have it backwards, Naomi. High pass means it lets the highs past. 
Low pass means it lets the lows pass. So you use the low pass for subwoofer, use a high pass for tweeter. Bass is better, I'm an audio engineer, says another dude. I'll try this one for now. I'll probably switch it back. I'll listen to the stream myself when it's over. When I set up the test and I realized that I got hit with end stake fees because the test hex stack ended before I could end it, could the same thing happen when mainnet launches? No, because the test net has like this lag time between now and when the snapshot happened. And so like there's, you'll be fine. You're not gonna have as much time between when the snapshot fork block height hits. And I'm calling it both because whatever, it's kind of both. Um, there's not gonna be that much time between when the fork occurs and when you're able to transact on it. It's not gonna be a ton of time. I'm gonna go grab some more water, right back. You know what I could do that would be funny? What if I join a Twitter stream while I'm on here? Wouldn't that be funny? Coin, easy enough. And then go ahead and send it to your staker.app wallet or um, if you have a treasure wallet, uh, hardware, well, like a vault wallet with a hardware device. That's uh, another very safe. You know, or metamask.io. Well, if you do a metamask, you just have to make sure you don't actually. So I'm like, I'm on a Twitter space right now. This is like the longest running Twitter space in history, I think. Hexorca uh, made it. So he's like killing it over there in the Twitter spaces. Metamask as your dummy front end. But I don't know. I don't want to interrupt him. He's on a rant. 24 word C phrase wallet. I'll try it again. Uh, to, to Metamask. So you have a 12 word dummy Metamask. I don't want to interrupt uh, the guy. On your computer He's doing good work. Money in it, and then you, you add, you import your hardware wallet. Uh, and you'll have oh, a, don't fall from. You can import your treasure at that point, and that would Get to work, Blue Sticky. So you use Metamask as kind of a fronty, front end, like dummy. Um, and you just go through the treasure. Um, so if that's if that's a little bit too advanced, then you go to staker.app and send all your all your funds directly to the staker. App hey guys, can I phone. can I cut in real quick? Yeah. I'm on a live stream oh, on absolutely. YouTube, and I decided that I would like stream the Twitter space at YouTube at the same time. So like, what's up? Anybody want to uh, be live on the, uh, the Twitter space? Thank you so space? much. I'll probably never get a chance to say thank you like this this quickly so you are awesome we're trying everything we can sorry for going over your stream we're just trying to no, it's good man i like it isn't familiar with youtube that would already be watching you i think it's yeah, great thanks for being here it's my pleasure so yeah anybody that's got a question that you want to see answered on uh, youtube at the same time i'm streaming it i'm streaming the twitter space over youtube right now oh man <laughs> yeah we were awesome, richard though. we were just emphasizing a point that you emphasize in all your streams, which is if you want your if you want your hex doubled on the pulse chain launch, it's really important to have custody of your own keys. Yes. You won't get it if it's on an exchange. That's right. And that that applies to every single coin, not just hex. That applies to all the ARC twenties as well. Um with the other kind of question we had, we didn't have a really great answer. We had some options, but what would be your best advice for uh you know, if, if you wanted to start, but what's what's your best, safest route to be like off the exchange? Or is there a quick way you'd like to explain for that? Well, I mean, install a wallet, send your coins to your wallet. I mean, you, I don't. If you leave your coins on an exchange, you're likely to lose them. I mean, Crypto.com just uh, paused withdrawals and deposits today because they think they had a 2FA problem where someone was in there just stealing people's money, sending two or three ETH at a time out of their hot wallet. Uh, so now everyone has to reset all their 2FA. Now, Hex users not affected. Why? Because they don't support Hex, so Hex didn't get screwed by that. 
So, you know, when people leave their coins on exchange, those exchanges get hacked. You know, Bitmart got hacked and 12 million hacks was lost over that. Sucks. Sucks a lot. So the hacker robs an exchange and then dumps the price. And so I'm happy if hexagons don't have any hex in any exchanges. That'd be an ideal situation. You, you have the minimum amount of time exposed to the, the counterparty risk. I mean, cryptocurrency was invented to get rid of counterparty risk. And so an exchange is a counterparty and it's just risk. It's, they, they're not your friend. Yeah, we were talking earlier, uh, somebody brought some up, but I was saying how ironic it is how we're not listed on the exchange coin price listing sites or whatever. And it, the more and more I think about it, maybe we don't want to be listed with these other, you know, coins and projects that are nothing like uh, what, what you and your guys have created. Well, I mean, Pulse Chain introduces this new paradigm where when you have the world's largest airdrop, you're going to create 10,000 new trading pairs minimum and each one of those 10,000 new trading pairs is going to have a price and so if you want to have a world where you accurately are describing what's going on in the pulse chain you're going to have to have a a site that tracks all those things so you know pulse x is a fork of uniswap v2 uniswap.info uses a backend called graphql to uh to populate that trade data to its front end kind of analysis display thing and so once we have a GraphQL installation or the GraphQL guys support us, one of the two, apparently they like us, which is rare. It's nice. Um, then you'll be able to see everything that's on uh, Uniswap V2 fork PulseX, you know, the prices, the liquidity, the, uh, the volume, the fees, the APY, all those things. I'm getting the drift that uh, that's probably going to kind of force their hand to make make the prices look right huh? <laughs> well i mean they go where the traffic is because they victimize their users with ads in order to profit off them and if and if there's users for the things we build then they want the traffic so there's a reason that we're listed now right we are on coin gecko we are in coin market cap we're just listed improperly but we are there and, and you know the price chart the price the market caps are wrong but the price charts in general are right so you know um I don't like sending my users to places where they're going to get victimized. And so if one of my users is on a general coin ranking site, they've already lost because they're just going to see things that get them wrecked or see ads that get them wrecked or see coins that get them wrecked. It's not a good place to be. So the less evil things that your users see, the better their life is going to be. So if we could, you know, vertical integration is the goal. Still decentralized, still fault tolerant, redundant, awesome, but without so much of the suck. So all these rug pull scams that have been front page on CMC, how has that benefited the world? How has that made the world a better place? It hasn't. It's made the world a worse place. All these advertisements for margin trading where people lose all their money, how has that made the world better? It hasn't. It's made the world worse. So if we can make progress in these areas, you know, it's profitable to do so. Like, there's a lot of money in this stuff. So people that help out and build things tend to do well. Yeah, what are we at? One billion sacrifice on uh, Pulse X now? Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Uh, right now, if we go to pulsex.com, we're sitting at 930 million. That's just the Ethereum chain. And if we look at, there's 40 million on BSC, which would put us at 970. There's 15 million on Bitcoin, which would be 985. There's. Uh, 
two and a half million in XRP, which would put us at 987.50 or 980, yeah, 987.500. And then there's half a million XLM, so that's like 988. There's say a million of Monero, a million and a half of Litecoin, so that's like uh, nine, 990 and a half. And then missing, that's why I like you. You don't even just give an answer. This is what we're talking about. Accountability. This guy's adding it up right now live. Yeah. So we're at nine ninety and a half and I've left a bunch of chains off. So AVAX has got two million in there. Liquid or Polygon's got three million. So that's like nine ninety five and a half. And then I think we did Litecoin. Oh Cardano. So there's two million Cardano, it's about a buck and a half, so that's another three million bucks, I guess. So that's uh, you know, billion. It's a billion right there. Yep. And if, and if you look at yeah, so how does it how does it feel um, being you know indirectly um, you know giving giving everyone the ability the first time in human history that over a billion dollars has been raised for human rights? Well, right. Technically, I feel bad because I want to get more done. I have this weird psychology that when everything's going wrong, I feel great because my solution space is smaller and I know I'm doing the best I can do. But the more and more opportunity and resources and the better everything is going the worse I feel because the opportunity is greater. And so the percentage of the opportunity that I'm harvesting is always smaller and smaller over time because we have so much bright future ahead of us. So, hey, you know, OpenSea is making a killing. Let's go make that better. Hey, MetaMask making a killing. Let's go make that better. Hey, there's a thousand new trading pairs that need listed. Oh, let's go make that better. Oh, there, we could have encapsulated stakes and other chains. All right, let's go do that. Hey, you know, stable coins have uh, too much counterparty risk. Let's go fix that. And so there's like all this infinite opportunity. And then I've got, you know, I've even have developers messaging me. They want to work with me. And so I've got to, you know, do interviews with those guys. So for me, like, it's weird. I am unfair to myself. I treat myself worse than I would treat a friend. And I just, when everything's going great and everything's going to plan and I'm absolutely killing it, I'm not actually that happy. <laughs> it's weird. But then, but then I'll get totally psyched and excited about things that are like, like when I was just flexing on Bitcoin guys today, like that felt good, you know, because I'm like, I'm a human and I, and I care about respect. And if I get respect, I feel good. And if I don't get respect, it makes me angry. So I feel like I've, I've heard you it. say it. I've heard, sorry, I've heard you say it before. You're here to make the greatest performing asset in history, correct? I mean, that's the, I mean, your fire is what I love most. I mean, that's what like proved it to me, honestly. Right. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And for the guys listening on my stream, I moved the mic so that you could hear the phone. And because of that, you're going to hear me less, but you're going to hear the phone a little bit more. And it's about equidistant in between us. So you'll just have to deal. Who else has got yeah, something good another... on the uh, on the Twitter space? Hey, Richard. Um, you're a hard man to get a hold of, right? You're very busy, obviously. Yep. Um, but, um, you know, I was having some game theory here lately. Uh, about the fixer, right? Originally, yeah. we had this problem when, you know, we saw that, okay, if nothing happens in the fork, then basically the first person with their, you know, millions to buy up all the PRC20 tokens. Right. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, we thought, okay, or you thought, you know, you know, to save basically someone from buying up all the hex, we'll just, you know, or you'll just get the devs to do the fixer bot and, um, Green all the liquidity pools, and that it's not really an unfair launch, right? And in the end, it looks like the ratio is going to be like 1.2 million one pulse chain tokens to 
ETH tokens. And it sounds yeah. like that's the ratio that the bot is going to drain the liquidity pools for, yeah. you know, ratcheting up with. Yep. Yes. Um, so from what I'm kind of hearing is there's a lot of people that are basically going to use the PRC20 tokens to drain value out of Pulse Chain. Right? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So here's, here's what he's trying to explain. Oh, look, this AMM bot is going to come and it's going to mint Pulse out of thin air to buy up all my PRC20s. So let's go make a fake pair that has a fake price to go trick the bot so that I can get a bunch of pulse for my PRC20. And I'm not stupid. So when I go on Etherscan and I look at the top ERC20 coins, and you could easily just go to ERC, let's, let's go do it right now. Etherscan.com. Yeah, I've witnessed, I've witnessed a sacrifice here from a coin, have I not? And it was removed. Yeah, because it's a fake coin that doesn't even work. That HOKK coin is literally non-functional. Yeah, yeah, you've proven this already, I believe, yeah. It doesn't work. You can't trade it. Yeah. You literally, it's all counterparty risk. They, the devs said, hey, send us all the coins and maybe we'll send you some back after you KYC. Like, that's literally what the website says. Like, okay, so this coin is useless, except that you can go send it and your ID to some guy and maybe he'll send you coins back. It's trash, total and complete trash. So that coin ain't getting no credit at all. It's totally useless, um, which is yeah, why. So there's, there's actually two points, right, I guess. One of them is I just have a feeling that maybe um, there's going to be a lot of sell-off of the PRC20 tokens for Pulse and maybe a lot closer ratio you know, to what the market's going to be in the end. Um, might be like 10% of that. So maybe, I was wondering, maybe if the Fixer bot does it 100,000 to one instead of a million to one, no. Maybe that would be more interesting. So, so the, here's the here's what the market maker bot's trying to do. We're we're operating from the assumption that there's useful data in the existing ratios of the ERC20s to each other and the ERC20s to Ethereum on the Ethereum chain. That is the axiom by which we are functioning. Thus, we are increasing the market cap, the virtual market cap of Pulse by a million fold because we're increasing its supply by a million fold while it's maintaining the same ratios. And so to, to level the playing field and make everything equal again, we have to increase the prices of all the other things by a million fold. And in order to do that in these automated market maker systems, it's actually really easy because it only takes a square root of a million in order to, to change it. So you only have to thousand X one side in order to million X the price in a V2 system. And X times Y equals K constant product market maker such as Uniswap V2 which is what Uniswap V2 is and what Pulse Chain or Pulse X is. So you only need to 1,000x the bid side. And in, in order to 1,000x the bid side, it doesn't take much Pulse. So you, you've million X'd, you've million X'd the Pulse supply, but you only need to 1,000x the bid side to get a million X price move in a V2 system. And so, you know, the math, since only 6% of Ethereum is in DeFi, because you can calculate how much Ethereum is in DeFi because it's all wrapped Ethereum and there's no real other use for wrapped Ethereum. And total wrapped Ethereum is 6% of the total Ethereum supply. And so the square root of six is about two and a quarter. And so if, if using the math for the V2 systems, now the V3 will throw a wrench in it, but that's why we have to test the bot to see what it does. Create the bot and test it. It's not created yet. Um, the, uh, so you would only need the square root of 6% to 1,000x the bid side to create a million X price difference this is the math that I did. Um, but if you, if you did your suggestion, so my premise is that there's, there's valuable ratios in the existing Ethereum 
ecosystem. And it would be nice if we maintained those ratios amongst each other on the pulse chain system. Uh, in order to do that, we're increasing by a million X the supply and thus the market cap of pulse. And therefore we wanna see million X higher quote prices on everything else so that the ratios are all the same price wise. Um, I, don't, I don't see why making PRC 20s more expensive or less expensive would be better than just maintaining what the market has already decided the ratio should be. So the market has already decided uh, one hex is worth this much Ethereum on the Ethereum chain. And then we fork the network and now we have Pulse representing Ethereum and we have hex on this side, but now Pulse is a million times more common, or as you say, 1.2 million times more common. And so as you said, it's obvious that you just buy up all the PRC20s with all the free Pulse that you had, because you just buy them all up because you got a million times more than you had before, right? And it doesn't make any sense. And so I, I don't know, I don't know how one would arrive at the idea that the ratio should be higher or lower instead of just the same. So I'm, op I'm open to, to hearing, because you have to understand none of these things touches any other chain. We're just talking about the pulse chain versus the pulse chain. Pulse chain hacks versus pulse. Now the supply of pulse is a million times higher. Should the price of hacks be a million times higher so that they're equal again? You know, if you spend 1% of the pulse supply, should you get the same amount of the percent of the hex supply that you would have got on the ETH chain? And I think the answer should be yes. I, I don't know why you would want it to be, to be different. Now that question, that question is different when you bridge to the Ethereum chain. And I publicly posted that question and it is a much different question. So we know that there's data on the Ethereum chain of a ratio of this much of this gets you this much of that. We know those exist, thousands of them. But now we create this new thing, which has different properties, which is how much is an e-link on the Ethereum chain worth versus its pulse chain version. Same code, same ticker. Somebody will bridge in their e-link and their p-link and put them together in a pair on, uh, on pulse X. But what is the starting number for that pair? I don't know. But whoever makes that pair has to decide that. So whoever the person is that makes that pair, and anyone can do it, it's a public function, Whoever the person is that makes that pair has to decide how much they're going to put of each one. And they set the initial price and then everyone trades against it. And when they trade against it, that becomes the real market price discovery ratio of the Ethereum version versus the Pulse version. And I don't know where the right place to start those is. So for Hex, maybe they start at one to one. Maybe Pulse is more valuable because it has lower gas fees. For other coins that are broken on Ethereum, maybe it's more valuable on the pulse chain than on the Ethereum chain where it's broken because the fees priced it out of existence. For coins that uh, have a lot of admin keys and people actually use them, maybe they're more functional on the Ethereum side until people build out the fake DeFi admin crap on the pulse side. And then maybe those coins have more value on the Ethereum side than on the pulse side until they balance out. And then once they balance out, I wouldn't be surprised if their prices moved with each other by being bonded by the liquidity in their trading pair. So I, I don't think your question is that useful for the, the, the ratio of the increasing the market caps by a million fold to make up for the pulse being a million fold higher. But I think it is a useful question for the bridged in, bridged in ERC20 to PRC20 pairs. I think it is a very useful question for that. And that's the reason that I asked it on Twitter. And I'm still curious what those ratios will be because I have no idea. You know, I think, I think Hex on Pulse and Hex on Ethereum are going to be very valuable. But on these other coins, I'm not sure which ones are going to be more valuable and less valuable, you know?
And look, this is a decision every single pair has had to make. Every single pair that's been brought into existence had an initial ratio, and then people traded against it and, and made it what it is. Does that answer your question? Oh, the software just drop? Well, that sucks. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It just dropped. Lame. I talked so long. To make up for the pulse being a millionfold higher. Oh, I'm listening to myself. But I think it is a useful question for... I'm still talking. The bridged in. Bridged <laughs> so in much lag. To PRC20 to PRC20 My God. I think it is a very useful question for that, and that's the reason that a lot of lag. Twitter. And I'm still curious what those ratios will be, because I have no idea. You know, I think, I think hacks on pulse and hacks on Ethereum are going to be very valuable. But on these other coins, I'm not sure which ones are going to be more valuable on my side. You know? And look, this is a decision every single pair has had to make. Every single pair that's been brought into existence had an initial ratio, and people traded against it and made it. I'm back. Hey. Yeah, it dropped me, so I was, like, listening to myself talk for a while. My God. He was trying to fix the problem by streaming his YouTube feed through J Future was. Oh, nice. Well, that was nice of him. Yeah. Well, good fix. Yeah, it was. I like yeah, listening to myself talk. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, this, this stuff has never been done before, man. So we're learning. This is science. This is experimentation. This is the cutting edge. There's no cut and dry answer for these things. We're the first people to ever do this. Hey, uh, Arish, has there been any more discussion on how some of the liquidity in the ERC twenty ERC twenty pools from Uniswap V two and similar uh, liquidity provider pools? What do you mean move? Move from where to where? What are you trying to do? The trying to move all that liquidity into PulseX. Is there going to be any attempt to try to move those the ERC ERC pairs? You got to be more specific. Give me an example. So, like the vast majority of hexes, liquidity is in USDC. Yeah. In hex. So, is there going to be any attempt to move that over from Uniswap V2 to PulseX? Well, I mean, it's up to the individual LP where they think they're going to make the most yield. So, you know, I prefer to see expensive hex everywhere. I don't like to see a f cheap hex anywhere. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if people bridged in new liquidity from Ethereum into the Pulse chain. And I wouldn't be surprised if the primary trading pair on Pulse chain for hex until native stable coins would launch on, on Pulse chain would be bridged in USDC or bridged in DAI with, uh, with hex. So, I, th I th you know... I think I think you're gonna. I think the primary trading pair is gonna be bridged in stable, whether it's USDC or Dai. I don't know, because um, USDC doesn't have USDT exposure, but Dai might have more like less admin key risk. So Dai has USDT risk because people use that as collateral to mint Dai, but USDC has just more admin key risk. I think so. You have to choose which. Do you, do you want abstracted admin key risk from USDT or do you want more direct admin key risk from USDC? I, I guess you could do both, but it's a little less efficient. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't really know that there's a question here. If you, if you don't bridge in liquidity to the real world, then you're not trading versus real world money. Then people can't buy in and cash out. So you have to touch the real world. How are you going to touch the real world without direct listings? You're going to do it through bridges. And by the way, that's the majority of how all of these chains function. So if you see things happening on Polygon, the vast majority of trading on Polygon is from bridges. If you see trading on AVAX, the vast majority of AVAX is on bridges because there's not direct listings for almost anything on there. So, you know, bridges are just fine. And then if direct listings occur, great. If they don't, bridges. So be it. Because, um, yeah, so if you want to make money as a liquidity provider, 
you're going to want to bridge in liquidity. And but I mean, you could also just you could just LP on the pulse side and then trade to the thing that's bridged. So I it's, I I'm not sure I understand the question still. I mean, I think your question is if you wanted to flip from being an LP on Hex USDC on Ethereum and instead be an LP for Hex USDC on Pulse, what you would do is you would close your liquidity position in Uniswap V2 or V3 on the Ethereum chain. You would deposit those coins into the bridge. The bridge would create the representative tokens on the Pulse chain, and then you would use those tokens to provide liquidity on the Pulse chain. I think that's the answer you're looking for. Do you close it, bridge it, and start it again on the Pulse chain? Did I drop? It dropped me again. Nice. Nice. Good software. This is some great software. <laughs> what am I just going to have to stare at this phone to see when it drops me? So crap. And then the echo ran through. God darn it. His, you know? I'm back. I don't think he has any idea that he's dropped. I can try. I got to tell you, the Twitter Spaces uh, software drops all the time. It's terrible. Hey guys, this Twitter Spaces stuff crashes all the time. Yeah, it, it's uh, happened to a few of our uh, listeners today. Our people yeah. have questions and they'll get dropped. He's back on, guys. Yeah. He's back in. So anyway, so, so the answer to your question is you're going to close your liquidity provision on the Ethereum side. You're going to take the coins that you reaped from being an LP. You're going to deposit them into a bridge. Then you're going to use those bridge coins on the Pulse side and put them back into an LP on that side. That's about it. Yeah, basically, I said you're gonna take, you're gonna, you're gonna use the bridge that has the most cards on it. I mean, where, where's the most action? That's where well, the yeah. Goes. Well, well, remember, it's a ratio that matters actually. So if you're no, the place, true. if you're the place where the most cars are, but you have the most competition for LP, then that reduces your ROI. But if you're the place where there's less cars, but you're a larger percentage of the LP, you actually end up making more. So, so it is a question of ratio. True that. Yep. Uh, could you touch we uh, in this? Uh, by the way, this is a stream on our Twitter that he joined. We've been going. Uh, shout out to Hex Orca. We've been, I think we're put, pushing sixty hours. That's awesome. It's the longest Twitter space ever. Sixty hour there. Twitter space. Nice man. I love it. It's really uh, cool. But we, uh, what I was going to say, the question that I heard a lot today, uh, we were talking about sacrificing the copy, uh, the the stable coin copies. I just wanted you to reiterate whether you, those will not be copied. Is correct? You're going to get a copy of absolutely everything with very few exceptions. And I don't even know what those exceptions might be. So if an exchange has hexagons that are begging to get their hex off of it and they won't give it, I'd love to see that exchange not have any hex anymore. That'd be kind of cool. Um, you don't get a free copy reward for screwing over users. So that's something I would like to see. Um, but I don't, you know, I haven't had any time to put into that. So you're going to get at, like... If you have USDC on the ETH chain, you're going to have USDC on the Pulse chain. What is it going to be worth? I have no idea. Are they going to use their admin keys to invalidate all the coins? I have no idea. Will their users sue them if they do that? I have no idea. Right? Yeah, we were yeah we were going back and forth today. We weren't quite sure. Cause it just seemed weird that you'd just be able to go over and get a dollar for it. But then well, no, I you can't. Like, like, well, you, yeah, you won't get a dollar until the price is realized, right? Or, well, you're not. It's not going to be redeemable. Like, you can't bring it to their company and be like, "Let me redeem this." But you can do that. Right. Like you, if you have USDT or USDC, you can go to the company that issues them and ask for it to be redeemed for dollars in a bank. That is a feature that they have. But we also know that you've got stable coins that have been fractionally reserved. Like when Tether got $600 million seized by a Polish bank, guess what? It didn't lose its peg. It was still a dollar, even though it was fractionally reserved. And so uh, if they don't use admin keys to drive these to zero, I don't think they will go to zero. I think all the stable coins, USDC and USDT, are likely to have some value on Pulse. I don't know what that value will be 
you know, it seems like it should be worth less than a dollar because they're not redeemable for dollars. But it, I don't think it's going to be zero. I mean, technically, you can't even trade a Uniswap V2 pair to zero. It just won't go there. It asymptotes. You have to remove all the liquidity. You can never actually trade at zero. You can get close enough to zero that you know, it's like whatever. But so it's we're, this is an experiment. I don't know what USDC and UST is going to be worth. It's a, it's in my opinion, it's a function of demand, and demand is a function of liquidity. So if something's liquid, then people are more likely to get in and get out because there's less risk to them. And then if people are if it's liquid and people get in and get out, and it serves a function and there's demand, well then there's going to be a price. So. I don't think USDC and USDT are going to zero on the Pulse chain unless they use admin keys to just invalidate all the coins, in my opinion. But they have other options too. Like they could just do an inflation bug and just mint infinite extra coins. So there's there's other trickery that these fake DeFi admin things can do, you know? Didn't, it didn't drop hey, me Richard. again, thank goodness. Yeah. And by uh, asymptote, you just meant like the, the fluctuations, they won't... Well, asymptote just means you approach zero, but you never touch time, it. Right? Asymptote just means that you approach an, like a, a curve approaches a line, but it never touches it. That's what that means. Okay, yeah. Hey, Richard, we had a uh, guy come in earlier this afternoon, or maybe only about an hour ago, uh, mm-hmm. from an exchange looking to get a hold of you to potentially list uh, Pulse Chain. Um, I, I'm was, so useless uh, to these guys. So, like, you either list it or you don't. You don't need to talk to me. If you want to talk to me gotcha. because you like me, great. But what am I going to tell you? I'm going to tell you to go to the GitLab and test out the test net. And then your devs either, you know, spool up a node. I mean, like if, if they want to run their own node so that they can like validate quicker the state of the network and not worry about, you know, someone else's uptime, fine. They can run their own node. Uh, if they want to run their own validating node, it's a different story. Like if you want to run your own validating test net node, you need to have like, half a million testnet pulse or something like that just to because otherwise your network gets spammed up with hobbyists that decrease the quality of everyone's experience which isn't useful to anybody doesn't help anybody test anything um so we've got like a gate against noobs opening up actual validators that people are going to hit uh yeah like it's just like people that call to ask about listing hacks you're like yeah and list it or don't Polanyx listed it they didn't talk to anybody about it they just listed it you can do the same thing it's an ERC-20. You list it. There's no rebasing. There's no interesting nothing. It just is an ERC-20. <laughs> you, you know, you list it. It's super simple. And that's the same stuff for everything on Pulse. You know, inst- instead of running Geth for the Ethereum network, you run Geth for the Pulse network. And then, you know, it's the same stuff. It's, it's almost identical code. We just changed the proof of work. Almost identical code. Proof of work change. So... I mean, if, if if these exchange guys want to talk to me, I'll talk to them. But there's not really anything I need to do for them. They know how to list ERC20s. Fair enough. Yeah. Another question a guy had earlier. He was trying to do research on how to figure out how centralized exchanges worked, and he want. I mean, he was. He's. I think he was a hexagon, but he was trying to figure out who to go to on how to, you know, just to find the inner works of it on how they actually tick, so that he can. You know, break it down. It's too hard. It's too hard. That's what I. If you build an exchange from scratch, it's just going to get hacked. It's really hard. Exchanges get hacked left and right. He was trying to build a fiat on ramp in his country, and so I think that's why he was he was asking about how they take and and, you know what you do legal perspective how to do it. You get a money transmitter license. Then, if you need it, some countries you might need it a local crypto license or whatever, and you just start small. You start with a phone number 
and add in the classifieds, your, your license or two, and you just take money from people locally. And that's it. And then once you've exhausted that and you've, if you're already doing so much business or, or you need more customers, then you take it to the next level. You don't preemptively build out all the software and hope that you find a market and then discover your marketing sucks and then you just go out of business and lost a lot of money. You do it with an Excel spreadsheet yourself to start with. I mean, how many businesses run on Excel spreadsheets? All of them. All of businesses run on Excel spreadsheets. Like the world is based on an Excel spreadsheet, basically. So if you want to be a money transmitter and you want to make that, that profit margin, you know, 5%, 10%, whatever it is, get your licenses and just do it, do it from scratch with an Excel spreadsheet, right? You gave me money. Okay, I'm going to buy what you want. I bought it. Here's my cut. Here's your stuff. Thank you. Next. Who's next? Thank you. Money. Okay. What do you want? You want hex? All right. I'm going to buy some USDC somewhere. I'm going to buy some Ethereum somewhere. I'm going to swap it on oneinch.io or match.xyz. Boom. Here's your stuff. Here's my cut. Everybody's happy. You don't need to do any software development whatsoever. None. No software development required at all until you have so many customers that you can afford to pay for it. Yeah, there's no reason to just build all the software out and go, okay, I spent a million dollars on software dev. I hope it's secure and I hope I can find customers now. But I, I'm missing a million dollars that I could have used for marketing. No, you're better off doing an Excel spreadsheet and being able to pay for ads than you are building out software. And building out software is super risky. So, you know, you probably would just want to license somebody else's solution at that point. But I mean, look, what can't Excel do? <laughs> I mean, in the end, a human being has to verify you are who you are to AML, KYC you. You know, like this, it, do it with an Excel spreadsheet to start with. I was doing it in my car stereo store, doing half a million a year in sales. We had QuickBooks. But an Excel spreadsheet probably would have worked even better. So. Hey, uh, Richard, I just had a real quick question. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, basically, uh, I was, like, kind of looking at, like, some of your older videos. Mm -hmm. And you talk talking a lot about SciVive and Sense Foundation stuff. And uh, very interesting to just, just kind of know um, what are, like, some of your goals, like, long-term. Because uh, I know that Hex... Paul Shane, uh, this whole ecosystem that you're building out uh, will definitely go viral. I mean, it's kind of inevitable at this point. But um, kind of just interested to, to like kind of know, uh, based on this like pre previous ethos that you had uh, about you know just longevity and just you know having having right side life as well. Just want to know um, how far you want to take this. Um, this thought and this like ethos that you have about longevity because the reality is is that we're kind of all dying yeah and that's kind of a grim thing to say but yep. it's kind of true though well um so yeah yep just, yeah right now i'm picking all the low-hanging fruit from this industry that i'm dominating i'm the best person in this industry there's a lot of low-hanging fruit here um at some point i would like to transition to saving my own life and i have far more resources than i'm utilizing currently so you know, this year should be about capital deployment and infrastructure. That's what this year should be about. I should be too busy operating a level scale higher that I don't have time to post on Twitter and dunk on people. Like, if I have time to dunk on people on Twitter, I'm not doing it right. So, like... Well, thank you for coming regardless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it's just, it's hard to deploy capital in this industry because most people tell you no. The answer to most things in crypto is no. Hey, Coinbase, we've got a quarter of a million users, million percent performance, 100% uptime, better uptime than you, homie. 
better price performance than you, uh, you know, our coin incentivizes people to delay gratification instead of getting wrecked. It makes them happier and healthier instead of ruining their lives and destroying their relationships. Why don't you list us? You make money, your users will be better off, everyone will be happy. Nope. Where's the listings? There aren't any. That's fine. We did a million percent without them. Fine. Uh, what about news? I raised 27 million for charity. We got one article on the express.co.uk. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. What about everybody else? Nope. Radio silence. Hey, I'm doing the world's largest airdrop. Most amount of free money that's ever been handed out. No news. A uh, billion dollars sacrificed for uh, freedom. No news. All right, guys. <laughs> you just going to generate new competitors. That's fine, right? I started Hex. I on-ramped tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of new users to Ethereum and to MetaMask. Didn't get any thanks. None. Well, the gatekeeping is real. that's fine. Now Ethereum has a new competitor. We're going to lower Ethereum's fees and reduce the load on its network by taking away its users. Everyone's going to win. Fees are going to get, people are going to get the most free coins they've ever received. Transaction fees are going to be cheap on both chains. Well, I mean, cheaper than they would have otherwise been on Ethereum because we should reduce the load from them. Uh, yeah, but it could have been different. They could have been nice, right? But they weren't nice, so now they've got a new competitor. Now, they're, if they're smart, they understand that's good for them, but if they're not smart, they could be mad about it. You don't want to list us. You don't want to, you don't want to give us fiat on-ramps. No problem. How many millionaires do we have in the Hex community that can solve this fiat on-ramp problem? Hundreds? There's hundreds of millionaires in the Hex community that could personally solve the fiat on-ramp problem. It's going to get solved. And now, instead of sending my users to Kraken or Coinbase or Bitstamp, going to send them to a hexagon instead. They're going to have a better time. So every, every time we get gate kept, it just gives people outsized opportunity because the gates can only open. They're already shut. And it just creates new competitors for these guys. So you don't want to treat us right? That's fine. Well, we'll see in a couple years when you're competing against us. We'll be taking your users from you. That's what you want. Okay, fine. We'll just start taking your users. It's however you want it. I know how to fill out paperwork. My record couldn't possibly be cleaner. What am, what am I going to do? You know? It's just an issue of handing people the money that will actually do what they say they're going to do. That's the only hard part. You can hand out a lot of money to people and they don't do what they said they're going to do. And they delay you and you feel bad. And then after they've robbed you, they talk smack. I hate that. So, and I've seen it too many times. So, you know, that's why I don't just hand out money willy-nilly. So I could feel good at night knowing I didn't get ripped off. Because I hate getting ripped off. Um, hey. Yep. Um. I know we talked before about John Denza at Eris X, and, uh, and I spoke to him again recently, and, and he they only do, uh, I guess they just got acquired by CBOE, and they do spot and futures trading. Um, Let's go. But it's, only for, but it's only for the primary cryptos, like uh, BTC, ETH, and LTC, uh, and he was interested in LTC is not a primary they, crypto. LTC is Well, I mean, I mean, as far as, like, uh, cryptos that you can have in retirement, accounts it's one of the few that are listed that are commonly available so that's they're in with rocket dollar which is one of those uh one of those uh entities that allows you to uh, to have crypto including hex in um retirement accounts so we, uh, john wick had turned me on to it and we had done some streams with kinetics on it and uh but he had expressed a lot of interest in hex initially and then when he found out about pulse he was really jazzed about it great but i think because of the similarity with eth i think there could be opportunity there still so i'll keep working well on it's that easy it's easy for their infrastructure because it's just the same code they're used to running it's it's right. geth so yeah. like i mean look if if once again i can't be more clear 
you can make money with us or you compete with us in a year or two. It's up to you. So, like, nothing that any of these guys are doing is... Building exchange software is hard. That part is hard. But getting licenses isn't hard. Right. And they well, do... He's got, he's, they well, do sell off-the-shelf, white-labeled exchange software. Now, I haven't looked into right. it to see how secure it is, but it might be secure. Right. So, basically, that's that's their number one option because of the backlog with trying to get a... Um, an institutional account with Coinbase or um, with Gemini, which is what was required to set up an LLC to to basically have your um, simple IRA or 401k inside as a self-directed um, retirement account. So um, everything seems to be in place where even if it could be a, a potential for a fiat on-ramp for Pulse, and then that would segue into Hex. So I'll keep, I'll keep talking to him, and yep. you know, I'd, I'd love to get him to hook up with you at some point because he definitely has some questions sure. since they haven't broadened their horizons beyond BTC and ETH and yep. LTC yet, but he was definitely really, really stoked to hear about Hex or, and uh, Pulse. Cool. I think a lot of people are going to love having free money. A lot of people. <laughs> right. Like a million people. Yeah. I mean, we had 70,000 people plus. I've seen numbers as high as 90,000. I'm not sure how they're getting those numbers. Um, that's a lot of people participating. And these are guys that uh, sacrificed, and there was financial loss involved there. Imagine how many guys you get for free. Imagine all the free guys. If you can get 100K guys that had to lose something, imagine how many guys you get for free. A lot more. And all they got to do is click one button and then click accept. And MetaMask switches over to the other network. Doesn't get any easier than that. I guess they have to manually like, add their uh, ERC-20. But for Pulse, like if they had Ethereum, they're going to get a free Pulse. They don't have to actually even add that. It's just going to show up instantly. Hey, Richard. Are, yeah. these, uh, are these large exchanges, are they going to be emitted um, from receiving PRC-20s? Or are we leaving them in the, when we copy over the system series of Ethereum? Are all these like large exchanges going to get a copy of their holders' PRC-20s as well? Have you thought that out? Which, which I mean, I mean currently the answer is they're just going to get them. Okay. That's the current answer. Okay. And like, so the art, the art here is, the, the art here is that if you give everyone their free PRC-20s and they complain enough and show enough interest, the exchanges are more likely to list the things. I think. I think. I think so too. But, but like, if exchanges didn't get free hex, I'd be very happy about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I haven't... I haven't decided that yet, but I know there's some exchanges that have stolen people's hacks, and I don't want to see those exchanges rewarded. Right. And then deciding which are the shadiest ones that aren't going to get the free stuff and which ones are, it's a little time-consuming. I guess it's not that time-consuming because there's not that many of them, but, like, I hate I hate giving people free stuff that don't deserve it. I hate it. So, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So my, so my, yeah, just, I would put more thought just, into making sure that the exchanges didn't get Pulse or, or uh, hacks and then slightly less thought around the ERC-20s. Yeah, I was just trying to, I, I've kind of been mulling over the past couple of days and just trying to figure what outweighs what, you know. Is it more incentivization for them to list it and give their users their coins if there's enough demand, or are you just, again, giving someone free money that doesn't deserve it, and, you know, they never give it to their users, they dump it, what have you. So I, I don't have I'm any faith in these guys. I don't have any faith in them. I don't either. I mean, they could have all free claimed their uh, their hacks and then given it to their users. Did we see any exchange do that? Did we see any exchange claim their hacks with their cold wallet and then give it to their users? I don't think we saw anybody do that. So, I mean, I don't believe in these guys. I don't either. 
Yeah. Are there any le- are there any legal ramifications for them not distributing them to their users? Uh, they, they I mean, when you sign up for these things, they just make you sign your life away. So, if, if you happen to find an exchange that didn't have a lockdown contract and screw you with like, a, it would probably be hard to find an exchange that one was legally solvent enough and responsive to your lawsuit and would pay the judgment. And two, also had a contract bad enough to allow them to lose. So you'd have to find an exchange that was not willing to pay you and should have paid you based on the terms of your contract and was servable and would pay the judgment. That's a lot of work. So, Right. I was, I was just thinking like some, something like Coinbase and uh, you know, the USDC in particular. I think, uh, I think that you would check. Up, I, think. I think you would Sorry, find yeah. that there's a lot of Bitcoin forks that the Coinbase users probably were not paid for, is my guess. Gotcha. That would it, be it, just, it seems almost like a brute force type of approach. I mean, if there's enough people that have them, it seems like you know, just with the with the scope of the airdrop and how broad it is, it seems like there should be enough outcry. Whether it's coins on exchange or USDC, uh, you know, for people to to kind of force the hand of the powers that be to to make them go to where they belong and make USDC get backed. I hear you. I agree with you. <laughs> but like, I don't trust these people. I don't trust them. They list trash. Their websites are down half the time. They promote garbage. You're just like, you know, we're really like hoping that these guys do the right thing is a long shot. It's a long shot. Yeah, some, something I've often said is like, if, if you find yourself being fucked, you're probably doing a little bending over, you know? So yeah. it's like, I just feel like more people have to stand up for the for what's right. And it's like, if these are coins that they have that are that are rightfully theirs, then they need to you know, make a concerted effort to, to make that right. Yeah, I mean, if exchanges didn't get any coins of any form, I'd probably be totally cool with it. The only thing that bothers me is that if there were magically some fair and honest exchange out there that would actually give their users the coins, I feel bad that those users wouldn't get the coins. But I don't see a lot of case history of these exchanges handing out coins. I really don't. They did it for BCH. And I don't think they ever did it for anybody else, ever. And I know there's been a lot of other forks. And so if it's a case that the exchanges just get rich on the forks and don't give the users anything, I'd be happy if they didn't receive any coins, whether they be ERC-20 or, or Pulse of any form. So I'm, I'm happy to hear this debate. I'm, I'm happy to hear about it. If you guys can show me some exchanges that are really giving their users the forks that they deserve, cool. But if it is the case, like I actually think it is, that these exchanges just steal all that from the users... Maybe uh, we pull those exchange accounts. They don't get paid those things. No reason to enrich these middlemen. Crypto is invented to get rid of the middlemen. You know? Yeah, amen to that. And then if I they want to list Motley. it to make fees, go ahead, list it and make fees. Right. But don't... Motley was in on some of the early discussions with uh, the talk with John Denza from Rockadol. Well, John Denza right. from ERSX and... Um, and the, the guy, Chris Palmasano from Rocket Dollar. Right. And so maybe Molly and I could work on them and try to arrange some sort of meeting to talk to you about it because I feel like there should be some pretty sizable holdings, especially if ERSX got acquired by CBOE last fall. So if they were ones that actually distributed the, just even the Pulse premium to their users, I mean, that I'm would happy be to hear about it. Look, I'm yeah, happy to hear so, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Molly, maybe you can help me out. And, we can and it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't need to be like one size fits all. Like, if people want to be friendly and work with us, great. But otherwise, we're just going to do it without you, you know? Um, so if exchanges want to reach out and be friendly, cool. Give all your users free stuff. 
you guys want to be not friendly, well, you want to rob your users, you don't get free stuff. I think that would be a, a pretty good play. I think. Amen. Yep. Thanks All right, guys. That a reality. It's my pleasure. All right, I'm going to finish up with my uh, YouTube chat here. It was great talking to you guys. Hit Hex yeah, Orca. By the way, I was supposed to shout out uh, the guy that does these uh, Twitter raids. It's good outreach. You know, we've had uh, $3 million of SHIB come in. We've had $3 million of Chainlink. And I have to think that in part it's because their communities know about Pulse Chain and PulseX because they got tagged up and hit up on Twitter by these raids. We had, so, a, we had several SHIB uh, guys come in today and ask yeah. about that, actually. So yeah. it's uh, no doubt. So did, did they tell you where they heard about it? Did they tell you how they heard about us? Not, I mean, okay. we just kind of... We'll try and ask we feel, next time. We feel the questions from anybody that came in that was being, you know, respectful right. as far as what they were talking about. Yeah. So I, mean, I wouldn't target single guys because those guys just end up blocking you because they can't even use Twitter anymore. It's just constant, you know, hex can slam fest but like if you're hitting keywords or hashtags i think it's better because you're going to get a wider reach i think than just murdering like one guy's name i'm not an expert on it but somebody came on and said that instead of like uh, he said when you join he'd like learn that you can get your account can get labeled as a uh, spam account and Mm -hmm. you interact certain ways sure with uh, certain communities so he said to kind of Make sure, like, uh, prove you're a human and when, anytime you can interacting with uh, the space, especially big communities. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to put low effort stuff, right? Yes, sir. Thanks again. Rick, before you go, yeah. uh, my name's Carrie. I work for OKX Listening Team. Hey, how are you? Um, hey, um, I'd love to have a chat with you on a sure. one-on-one um, on potential opportunities. Yep. Um, and if you like that, you know, um, I'm happy to have a chat with you. Yeah, I'll hop off now and I'll uh, message me on Telegram. I'll do a call with you. T.me slash Richard Hart. Uh, sorry, can I say that again? Sure. It's T.me. So that's Telegram. T.me slash Richard Hart. So it's just Richard Hart on Telegram. The heart is spelled H-E-A-R-T, like the heart in your chest. And there's no spaces. Okay. Um- can I just direct? Uh, can I just DM you on Twitter? Yeah, um, that works. If you can just yeah, that works. Off. That's perfect. Okay. Yep. All right. All right, guys. I'm gonna head off and do a call with uh, this OKX gentleman. We'll see if he's a real one or a fake one. A lot of fake ones oh. around there. We'll find out soon. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fake exchange representatives out there. I, I, this is the one I was telling you about a minute ago uh, when we first spoke about the exchange. Great. Stuff. All right. Well. I brought him in. So good stuff, guys. All right. Good luck, guys. Talk yeah, to you later, thanks guys. Again, man. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Pleasure. brother. We love you, Richard. Stay healthy. <laughs> Thank you. I will do, man. Hey, guys. Follow me. Twitter.com slash Richard Hart win. Instagram.com slash Richard Hart official. Richard Hart.com. Richard Hart on YouTube, which you're already watching. Click like, click subscribe, click the bell, click all. World's largest airdrop in history. Pulsechain.com. Uh, PulseX.com. Sacrifice. Over a billion dollars sacrificed for freedom of movement, freedom of assembly. Uh, and you get free PulseX coins, lucky you. Also, uh, SciVive, free books. I wrote some self-help books. They're free. You can download them. T.me forward slash SciVive. T.me slash HexCrypto. T.me slash PulseChainCom. T.me slash PulseXCom. T.me slash Richard's Calls. T.me slash HexNews. Man, we're all over the place. we got a lot of good stuff going on. I'm putting on... A thousand new followers every day on uh, Twitter, and I'm putting on, I think, 
600 a day on YouTube. Really good stuff. What else? I think that covers it. If you want to donate to charity, sns.org, sends, S-E-N-S.org is nice. I raised 27 million for him. Vitalik gave him maybe eight or nine million. Uh, maybe even a little bit more. 